Cherry Darts is sponsored by Steven Singer Jewelers. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com. Seriously, go back and listen to that spot. Fucking Sam sounds like he took a helium enema. Uh, come to you from StevenSinger.com. Should have giant fucking mouse ears on his head. Hey, it's Ron Fez Show, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. It is the Ron Fez Show. And oddly enough, started off with the Beatles this morning. Nothing happened to Ringo, did it? No, he's okay. Lunch with the Beatles. Lunch with the Beatles? No. You have breakfast with the Beatles. Huh? Well, I wake up late. <laughs> I know you do. You, you have to because of... Uh, your condition. All right, it is the Ron and Fez Show, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. It's a beautiful day in New York City. Uh, Fez Watley, of course, Eastside Dave McDonald. We'll have to find out later what the latest tragedy of his life is. I don't know whether one of his kids was towed away. Every single day, it's like talking with Job. I'm just going to come in one day and there's just going to be fucking locusts all over his face. Never give up your faith, though, Dave. I'm not going to, Ronnie. Even though you found out yesterday Jesus didn't exist, don't <laughs> let that get to you. That was very upsetting, I must say. When you say, uh, I must say like that, you remind me of Martin Short, whatever that stupid character his was. I must say. What was that guy's name? Ed Grimley. Oh, yeah. That, didn't, that sounded more like Franklin. That was, <laughs> it was a poor man's peewee anyway. All right, uh, coming up on the show today, of course, we'll have a little bit of the uh, Jerry Jones out of Dallas all fucked up and on a cell phone. Please, ladies and gentlemen, if you happen to see someone fucked up and talking shit, don't just fucking whip your phone out. No one's ever going to be able to get drunk in this country anymore. No one's going to be able to relax for a moment. But as uh, normal, I'm sure something's underneath. Uh, there's a little bar under Fez's saddle. What's that, Fez? What's bothering you today? It's the Gourney Weaver today, Ron. Mm -hmm. She is griping. Uh, we're into mid-April now. Mm -hmm. She's still griping that James Cameron didn't win Best Director for Avatar. Well, it's kind of debatable, you know. And she's now saying that Catherine Bigelow won Best Director only because she's a woman. Bam Bam Bigelow's a woman. Catherine Bigelow. I don't know her. Who directed The Hurt Locker. Out of Ashbury Park. I don't know where she's from, but I think you're thinking of the Beast from the East, Bam Bam Bigelow, the wrestler. That's why his, I said his name. So uh, why are you mad about that, Fuzz? Because it's, they act like, well, she goes, uh, he lost because Jim doesn't have breasts. Mm-hmm. What gets to me is, it was a cartoon about blue people. It shouldn't have won the Oscar. The biggest draw of this thing was that the dragon beast was in 3D. It flew out of the screen at us. It's not like it was a, this classic. So it's an embarrassment. It's Yeah, it's an embarrassment, yes. Avatar's an embarrassment. Now, um, now, where did she say this? Why, she was out promoting the movie or the... Um, I'm not where she, I'm not sure where she said it. I think she was promoting the DVD release. So, um, Higgs, Avatar is an embarrassment. Well, it was when I watched it in 2D on a bootleg. Uh huh. So, what would you like to say? Just shut your pie hole, Sigourney Weaver. Yeah, quiet down, stretch. That's what I want to say. This movie had every. She acts like, oh, we were so behind the eight ball with this. You had the biggest budget of all time, the most sought-after director, you're breaking records, 
And they act like, oh, we were such the poor blue underdog going into the Oscars. We never stood a chance. You know, it's funny. This seems like one of the movies you would have liked. You like all those kind of movies. You like, I don't know what the hell they are, like comic books. Yeah, I like comic book movies. Do I expect them to win a Best Picture or Best Director? No. You pulled very hard for Batman. You had it picked on your list. Well, I think that was really the exception to the rule there. I think so, that was leaps and bounds. Well, this sets up an uncomfortable situation since I'm supposed to uh, interview John Landau, the producer, tomorrow. Shall we cancel him? No. I we thought should. it would be a, a really good thing to bring the guy in and and have him on our show. Um, is everybody getting the list? Hicks, does everybody get the list of who's booked? Yes, there is a schedule going out every night to everyone uh, on the show. Uh-huh. This is going to set up an uncomfortable moment. Maybe I'll do point-counterpoint with you two girls. Maybe I'm just the biggest moron of all time. What? Maybe I am a giant asshole. What? If you feel a way, tell the fucking guy. Lay him out. I am an absolute idiot. Why does that make you an idiot? Because I should know these things. Well, I do know these things, and I forget every fucking thing that goes in one ear. It flies out the other. I don't know why I can't remember things. Why does that get you mad, though? Oh, my God. Because I'm pissed up. It's a stupid thing to do. I was just I'm like, where you, is Sigourney Weaver coming from? It's nothing against John Landau. Well, he, you know, as you know, he and Sigourney Weaver are married. I didn't know that. Yes. I had no idea about that at all. I can't that wait. That isn't even something I forgot. That's uh, just I, something I was stupid enough not to know. I can't wait till you uh, give him a face job. I do not want to give him a face job. I'm sure he's very proud of his movie. Yes, and guess what he's going around saying? Should have won Best Picture. Really feels like they were ripped off as Best Picture. But is it because Jim Cameron doesn't have breasts? Well, you know that it's somewhat political, uh, these things. And again, it's just an opinion. There's no, uh, uh, there's been nobody on the show that said that Hurt Locker was even their favorite movie last year. You know, it's just opinion. It's just a fucking uh, little, little thing at the end of the year. Not that big a deal. Hey, let's go over here to Pete in Mass. Pete, you're on the Run of Face show. Yeah, I got an itchy bond. Yeah. Uh, Dave's buddy, Sam Roberts, is now doing overnights on Serious Hits 1. Did you know about this, uh, Dave? Yeah, I just found out. I think, I don't think it's, I think he's doing it one night a week or something. Mm. Did the pain force told Dave? Oh! I didn't hear it. What did he say? What did that fact say? You know what? We made the mistake. We bet on the wrong member of the Sam and Dave show. Yeah. Because this fucking Sam Roberts is taking off like a rocket. Yeah, I think that uh, he's doing it for free, and uh, you got hooks on the end of your show on the end of your shoes. Hooks? No, I don't. Oh, because get those hook shoes. Yeah, and put them right into uh, Sam Roberts' coattails. All right, that way let him drag you along. Let yeah, him ass drag you down the street. Don't really want to do uh, spin records on hits one. Thank you. I don't think we spin records anymore, Jerry Blavitt. I don't, I, <laughs> to the satellite. I haven't seen a lot of vinyl walking up and down the halls here. All right, popping in an A-track, whatever. By the way, I got to listen a little bit of Sam's show, because that Sam is the most mass appeal person I've ever heard in my life. Anything that's popular, he Twitters about. 
Doesn't matter. The other night, the other day, I saw his Twitter. He said the Cats was underrated. The Broadway show Cats. Yeah. Well, it had a long run. I guess he's right on that point. Um, Justin, Kelly, you're on running Fez. Hey guys, Fezzy, you're you're a hard man to figure out. When it's a ridiculous scheme like transporting all the deer to Alaska, you'll stick with it to the end. When it's something genuine like an opinion, you fold up. When it's uh, when you get a little screwed. Hey, hey, if you don't like the movie. Tell the guy. Tell the guy you don't like the movie. Tell the guy to put his wife in line and and whatever. Just uh, get get strong, Fizzy. If you feel this way, buddy. It's really a, a, that's really a great point. You never know where Fez is going to push his chips in at, and then you never know how quickly he'll pull them back out. This fucking guy, Fizzy. You want to just let him know you made a shit movie. Uh. And, of course, back-to-back uh, -back with Titanic, another terrible movie. He's got the number one and number two movies of all time, but Fez Watley is going to drop him. Going to drop him. I love it, Fez. I love it. Let me guess. You won't be in the room tomorrow when he comes in? No, I'll wait. Uh, I'll, I'll talk to him. out. I'll, I'll, I'll greet him and then talk outside. What happens with that uh, social anxiety thing when... Uh, people come in you're just not comfortable with people that you don't know i'm not comfortable and i feel like i make them uncomfortable as well where it's i feel like i bounce it right back at other people i always like when they ask me where's fez it's always like a real fun uncomfortable moment or sometimes dave will move over your seat and i'll go hi fez oh by the way someone um came over i guess i think i mentioned this on the air at earl's party and uh they work uh, like the top salesperson or, you know, general sales manager at Z100. And uh, they came over and said, oh, I was blah, 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 big fan. And kept calling me and Mikey boy, Ron and Fez. Ron and Fez, you guys are great, blah, blah, blah. And Mikey boy is just, you know, oh, hmm. He should have went with it. Hello. <laughs> hey, Stretch. Uh, I don't really like Avatar. Don't you just hate Avatar? Oh, I made up the fact about that being his wife, though. So you got that little bit of a thing. I'll give that to you now. I'll take that much relief. Sure. Go ahead and enjoy it. Maybe Fez should go after the John Landau who produced Born to Run next. Maybe would, uh, <laughs> sure. You know who stinks is Springsteen. Look, the fucking Pandora ads are all over the place. It's a giant. It is going to be weird to see. I guess they want to Blu-ray this up. And are you going to watch Avatar with the glasses on? There's going to be three different formats, one for uh, 3D TVs, one for not 3D, and then one, yes, for the glasses. So I, uh, I said yeah to the guy because I found Avatar much more interesting than I thought I would. Although I did thought, uh, thought that I'd go back and see it again. I didn't. I only saw it the one time. But when I sat there, I'm like, this is really weird. This well, is a strange fucking experience. The opening scene was unlike any visuals I've ever seen in a movie theater in my entire life. That yeah. opening scene where the people were in those chambers and and you could just saw it felt like for miles and miles. Yeah. It didn't feel like a movie screen. It felt like real life or something. It was amazing. That opening shot to me was was really remarkable. Fez, take your hand head out of your hands. What do you care? We weren't going to be in Avatar 2 anyway. You're allowed to not like Avatar. Now, it's odd to me because you do like all those kind of movies. And then occasionally you're just like, this is the worst thing ever. Uh, by the way, this weekend, I think, is the, um, 
the Kick-Ass movie, which G-Baby told us about a long time ago and said it's fantastic. Kind of a popcorn superhero movie with little kids. And I guess it's um, a lot of people are mad about it because it has little kids and violence. The little girl says cunt. She says, like, you know, okay, cunts, get ready for me to, you know, whatever. And um, How old is she? In the movie, uh, I believe in the movie she's playing 11, and in real life she was, like, 14, around mm -hmm. there. And so that's the big objection. And, and they also think that they're sexifying this little girl as well. She's the lightning rod for the movie. but So sex and violence, they got it all. Yeah, well, it's very, it's very adult language. It's radar for a reason. Kick-ass. Kick-ass. Coming to you. It's an adult movie with children in it. It's an adult comic book movie with kids in it. It's fucking uh, X-rayed Spy Kids. Yeah, remember that Rodriguez kids movie? That's all this. Um, hey, Mike, Mike, you're on Run of Fez. How's it going, guys? Yeah. I just had a quick comment about the uh, best director thing. Uh, you know, I didn't like The Hurt Locker. I didn't find it to be a good movie at all. You know, if, if Fez has the opportunity to talk to somebody and take a stand on something about how he feels. I think he should do it. Avatar was, you know, it was good. And, you know, Best Director doesn't really have anything to do with the content of the movie as opposed to the, you know, what it takes to get it put together. And no, that's, that's not true at all because, uh, you know, in the case of James Cameron, he fucking wrote the movie. He came up with this entire world. Uh, he had to redo cameras. Recreate he, a language. Yeah, he had to start a language from scratch. You can't say that the guy didn't get to do exactly what he set out to do, and it was 100% his vision. And I don't know, I guess the people were blue, but it was supposed to be another planet. It was an interesting movie. Doesn't mean everybody has to love it, and it was certainly more interesting visually than it was as a as a storyline or any of the dialogue, but visuals is part of it. Look at uh, Dave, who'll bring up Stanley Kubrick every three days, and Kubrick only thought, well, 90% of his work, I think, was towards visuals. Mm, I don't know about that. I have to disagree with you, Ron. 87%? <laughs> I think it was, I mean, I, 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 I saw satire and psychology as a big part of Kubrick's movies. Like Doctor Strangelove, I didn't see as such a visual thing. It was... Yeah, go back and watch it. No, I mean, it's beautiful. It, yeah, and of course he had Terry Southern writing with him on that. That's true. But he did not have a problem telling the story visually. And yes, he did set the moods. Visually. Yeah, no, no, he was a brilliant visual director, which is why I love him. I just think he also concentrated on the, the uh, meaning. I want to get into this. Uh, you know, I've complained now about fucking previews for a while about how they tell too much of a movie. I almost have to give up on that because it's just an accepted fact. But am I crazy here when they've added more previews to the fucking start of a movie than ever before? And literally your popcorn will be done by the end of the previews? It's a good half hour before... Uh, it seems like it's... It's crazy. And that's when you're not watching at the 5 or whatever that fucking thing the is. The 20. The 20, yeah. <laughs> the 20, which is like some bad e-entertainment show... That just pops on there. And that well, has trailers gonna... in it, too. What's yeah. that? And that has trailers in it, too. Yeah, you throw the trailers in there and the making of... By the way, I can't stand the making of something I haven't seen yet. If I do see the film, I'm glad to watch the making of stuff. But when I have it, I'm like, well, I don't want to know how the dinosaur works before I fucking even see the dinosaur. I like to suspend some kind of fucking disbelief here. Um... 
866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. I thought this was kind of interesting. Um, on your show, Dave, your favorite radio show, uh, Mike Without the Mad Dog, Jim Nance was on there the other day and was really furious with Tiger Woods because apparently Tiger had a bad fucking shot at some point and said to himself, you suck. And the microphone picked it up. And Jim Nance is like, basically acting like Tiger has no class now. Um, Dave, we watch sports. You're going to pick up language if you're going to mic these guys. Yeah, it was just uh, funny how he said it, though, with the, you know, Tiger Woods, you suck. And Nance is wrong because... You know, he, he, the guy used to lay, throw out fucks all the time. Who did? Tiger. He was, he would, he would audibly say, fuck, God, and, and he would hurt the golf course. He's always been in a notoriously bad sport. And no, I don't, you know, only for a second, though. If you watch Tiger Woods, he's pissed off for a second, then the, then the smile returns and then he gets back. But he takes a moment. To feel his fucking emotion, he lets it happen, and then he moves on. But really, are we living in a world where the kids don't hear you suck? No. I mean, it's not like you suck isn't said on fucking primetime TV. It's on 8 o'clock fucking TGIF ABC family sitcoms at this point. Now, I agree with him in the fact that you suck only should be followed with dick or cock. You know what I mean? When you say you suck, it's a half sentence. Right. You don't suck eggs. You don't. <laughs> you suck dick. And for some reason, people have forgotten that. And another one that makes me laugh is where people will do wussy. Like, you know, okay, but you're just trying not to say pussy. Why not get back to saying pussy if that's where you're going with this? Yeah. If you're okay with wussy, what just means pussy, then you should be okay with pussy. And sissy's kind of similar to that, too. Uh, well, sissy, what, what are you saying there? For pissy? No, for, 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 for pussy, I mean, I know that it had, used to have a, a different term, but when you call someone a sissy, you, you mean that they're also a pussy. Yeah, I don't know if, if that's why words get in trouble, though. I mean, and, and the fact that pussy is, doesn't even mean, like, wimp, it means a vagina. So that's why they can't say pussy. Right. Um, sissy, they really mean to be saying effeminate. You're effeminate. But wait, what? Which is really fucking, you know, gays take that harshly. Why wouldn't women? <laughs> well, you think that women would be fucking more pissed off at that word than gays? I just don't like how these days everyone has to apply everyone else's, you know, whatever anyone else does something, they have to apply it to themselves. Like Jim Nance saying, well, if I said that, I get fired. You know why? Because you're an, an announcer. Right. Here's another thing. If you fucking started driving the ball from the announcer's right. booth, you'd be fired. Yeah, you're, you're, you're not, you have responsibilities. <laughs> bro. I you have your own fucking job to do. Like, I can't say, you know, if I was riding on horseback, the way, uh, on down Broadway, the way those cops are doing. <laughs> yeah, right. And, yeah, I, you know, well, you know, that's and, their job. At the same way, uh, fucking Tiger can't just start doing some kind of play-by-play when someone else is up. He would get in trouble then. Yeah, he would and get in trouble. Not and, everything applies to uh, everyone else. And let's na- over. And Nance just wants this whole golf thing to be so fancy smancy still. He's like That's because it rhymes Vic- with, with uh, Nance. He's <laughs> like living, he's trying to make it an old Victorian thing. Old Victorian golf. Where he's like, the, the, it's like he wants to have like a little teapot with him. Ralph, you're on the Ron Fez show. 
Uh, Ronnie, what he said was, he said, Tiger Woods, you suck. Then he said, God damn it. And that's what I think Nance got pissed off Well, at. I only read the you suck part, but I get it. He was pissed off at the you suck part. Um, oh, but he did say God he damn did. it, and that mm-hmm. was really loud. Now, but what does that hurt either? I, I don't know. I'm just telling you, that's what that's what was said. And then they uh, went on break and came back, and he kind of said, yeah, well, you know, we're sorry that you heard that. So. No, I'm terribly sorry. Yeah. It's just, you know, that's what Tiger does. You know, Oprah don't walk, Tiger curses. That's that's the way the fucking shit rolls. And and shame on CBS for trying to catch him in the act. This is what they did. They know that Tiger Woods is going to curse when he has a bad shot. Well, and so the same don't, exact don't like thing up. happens like if you uh, are too close to, you know, the UFC feed or boxing feed your, or uh, football. If you have those fucking mics on those guys, they're going to cuss. Now, in the same way, like, what if the children hear it? Are you telling me when kids go out and play, they don't fucking cuss? Well, why are we at this point? Why do we act like these words are so goddamn important? They're not. No, it's just, but, but it's, it's CBS. The guy working the audio should have just turned him down whenever he was, he was about to drive the ball. Uh, Ronnie, Seattle, you're in front of Fez. What's, uh, is something wrong with Fezzy today? No, he's great. Flirt speech sounds a little slow. Sounds comatose. He's fine. He's guy going crazy on the radio. What's this all about? Fine. He's absolutely fine. Eight six six, Ron zero Fez. Eight six six, Ron zero Fez. Um, Tom, what do you got for me? Hey guys, no, I just wanted to say that uh, I, I was listening to what Dave was saying and saying how um, you know just reverse it though. Tiger knows that he's going to be Mike. And I think it's a little bit different than just saying that uh, having a mic down at a football field is going to pick up language. You're at a golf match. Tiger had everybody watching him this weekend. And the first thing they do, they come into coverage on Saturday. He yells, I don't think he said, he said, God damn it, but he also said Jesus Christ a few times. And I think the point that Nance was making was that Tiger specifically said, I'm going to contain, you know, control my emotions on the golf course and contain my language. And the first thing they do when they come in the coverage on Saturday is him saying all this stuff. I think that's what Nance was complaining well, about. But, I, 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 mean, I did not. I didn't listen to the Mike. Uh, Mike without the Mad Dog. I only uh, fucking was reading about it. Do you feel like it's this important, Dave? No, and not on the athletic field. And I, I understand that golf is the quote unquote gentleman's game. It's but, Victorian teapots is what it is. Right, but you can't ask a professional athlete to get out of their competitive zone. And Tiger, yeah, he might know that people were watching, but when he hits a bad golf shot, he's going to be intense about it. Uh, here's Ian and Philly. You're on Ronnie Fez. Hey, Ronnie, how you doing? Yeah. Uh, did, do you think Jim Nance had any problem when uh, Joe, Biden, Joe Biden mumbled fuck and all the mics picked it up when uh, we were talking to Obama the other day? It, well, it was actually sometimes back, but you're uh, uh, 100% correct there. It's not like um, Joe Biden got suspended from being vice president without pay. <laughs> what is Jim Nance? What does he want? He's a know? fucking Nancy boy. And, and let me just say this. He is so transparent because as soon as Phil Mickelson won... All of Nance's post-game interview questions to Mickelson was, "How's your wife feel about this? How is your wife? How does it feel to win for your wife?" Based and because Mickelson and Tiger are rivals, 
he was basically calling Phil this great family guy and Tiger piece of shit. Mm. He's trying to make everything into poetry, and Tiger said you suck, and that ruins his little poem of the masters that he produces. Ben, Georgia, you're on my face. Uh, hey, guys. I, uh, I actually went to the Masters on Friday. And, uh, of course, they, we're sitting on the first tee for the first half of, uh, all the way up through Tiger. And, um, you know, they've got cameras everywhere. But the only time they would bring the mics up and literally right over our head was when either Tiger or one of the other maybe five or six big names would come up to hit. Everybody else was saying stuff if they hit a bad shot. The only time you hear it, though, uh, because they're so close um, to somebody like Tiger. Ha- it, it, first of all, has, has anyone ever golfed before? You're pissed at yourself about 78% of the time. Oh, more than that. More. I, I go 90. And I, and I played golf in grammar. I was on the golf team in grammar school. You just can't fucking do it. That's the fucking problem with golf. It can't be done. No, it is. It, you don't comprehend. The ball's not moving. You're like, I can hit a fucking curveball. How can I not hit a fucking uh, immovable object? How can I not putt four feet? It's right there. It's so easy. So now, oh, great. Because I have a fucking slight fuck up, I now add two extra strokes for fucking four feet. Because I'm a moron. I'm a fucking douchebag. Every time you go golfing, you always say like this. Fuck you. I'm leaving it the next hole. Fuck this game. Oh, I don't think I've ever seen the 14th hole. <laughs> I'm 13 and done. I well, wish you that know was there's a bar hole. somewhere, too, and that <laughs> freaks you out. Uh, Jeff, Jeff in Atlanta, you're on a fez. Yeah, here, here's an issue. The guy sits down in front of the media on Monday, going through all the shit he's gone through, getting all the coochie he's gotten through the last however many years, and he says, I'm going to be a different tiger, react differently, friendlier to the game, more respectful. Then he does something like that. There's no doubt he is the greatest golfer that has ever lived. Um, not yet. But he's also just a fucking entitled asshole. Well, first of all, he's not, he ent- is, but he's not he, entitled. He, 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 entitled is something that you call someone who has got something they didn't deserve. You were born into it. This fucking guy earned everything that he fucking got, period. He came back, and look how close he was. The first time back. 11 it's under. It's fucking insane. 11 under at the Masters. You know, I know the golf course was playing easier th- over the weekend, but 11 under at the Masters is still 11 under. I, I still d- also think he needs to take a couple weeks off. <laughs> <laughs> he ought to take just some fucking uh, time for himself. Dave, your favorite show of all time is Jersey Shore. Well, your first uh, favorite show is Sam Overnights on Hits 1. And that is every night. I got a text message from my partner, Sam, who said it is actually every night, not Monday nights. What are you clapping for? Sam, 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 Sam. Don't chant. And his car is always in the slot that he left it. Uh, (laughs) Every night, Sam bringing it it hard. I love it. Over on Hits 1. I'll be doing Hits 2 on the weekends. More like Hits 2. (laughs) The way you get. Um, But your favorite show, and I believe it's Sam's Jersey Shore. That is 90% of what Sam and Dave talk about, correct? Well, I wouldn't say 90%, but we love the show. They're, now there's a kind of, I guess you would call it a spinoff. The same company, uh, MTV, is doing this gig where instead of Jersey Italians, it's Boston Irish drunk guys, and they're calling it Wicked Summer. It's going to be a Wicked Summer. 
I already heard that as the Jersey Shore men refer to themselves as guidos, these guys will be referring to themselves as mass holes. Because they're from Mass. Massachusetts combined with asshole. Massholes, this is going to be the biggest show ever. And they're going to be proud of it. And once again, Boston fucking taking something from New York, New Jersey. What are you, what, what, what are you talking about? Well, you remember that fucking series? Oh, four. They came back. Yeah, yeah, I remember it. I'm not, but you know, whatever. That's the past. Greatest American League series of all time. No, I'm not going to say that. No, it was a good comeback. Hats off. Um, I wonder if Jimmy Fallon can get paid on this since he came up with that fucking character years ago. He did with the Wicked. No, ma! <laughs> I, I don't see this being that big because where are they going to go, for, you know, on the beach and all that shit? You never heard of the fucking Cape? Cape May is as trashy? Not Cape oh. May. The Cape up in Mass. Okay, the, well, the, 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 is the Cape as trashy as the Jersey Shore? I, I don't feel like it, it, anything could be, you know, in that level. That's what we're going to be finding out, Dave. <laughs> That's the excitement. And I didn't know the Jersey Shore was so trashy. I, I didn't I, mean You're trashy. right. I, I'm learning more about Jersey from you. It's a trashy, no, 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 no. scummy, I guess, smelly place. I misspoke. Hell hole no, 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 no. Jersey is beautiful. I just meant that They're those like, kids. Jersey is your avatar. No. Where you didn't know... No, no, no. I love Jersey, and I love the Jersey Shore. I meant that neighborhood, that bar. The kids go to a specific bar in a specific zone in Jersey Shore that's know. trashy. But the point is, unless they get a snooky punch, don't don't think you're going to be popular, because that's what it I talks. think this is going to be uh, gigantic. I'm sure some woman will be headbutted throughout this. Well, that they, do gets summer. they do fucking headbutt up yeah. there, Fez. You're right about that. And you know why? It's the hardest thing you have right there. Top of your head. Put it on the bridge of somebody's nose. Fight over. And the nose the I don't weakest know, part. I don't understand. Well, balls. I don't understand. And, and uh, you know, headbutt to the balls, that would be it. That would be, well, then we'd be rams. We'd stop being human beings, and we would simply be rams. Uh, let's talk to uh, our good friend, Javak. Hey, Javak, what do you say, buddy? Gentlemen, good afternoon. Uh, going back to the thing you're talking about with Tiger Woods and, and how absurd it all is, um... The Reds were playing the Marlins on Monday. There's literally about 40 people in the stands. The place is empty. And uh, Jay Bruce for the Reds, the 23-year-old outfielder, he comes into the game with an 0-for-17 slump. He rips a double. He's on second base. So, you know, everyone's rising up from the dugout. His teammates are busting his balls. And he's laughing, and he flips him the finger. He had to hold a post-game press conference, apologize, and say, you know, even though it was a joke, obscenity has no place in baseball, and I'm terribly sorry. Uh, it, it's so insane to me. That it's fucking like ridiculous. That. When, yeah, uh, it's amazing. Yeah, it's it's nuts. And let me tell you something. When I was a kid, uh, we went to the vet. We're, we're fucking riding, showboating Pete Rose while he's fucking doing stretches. He turns around <laughs> gives us the finger. Best fucking thing ever happened in my whole life. <laughs> me and my friends, seriously. <laughs> it was like... You, it, it, it was the fucking, first of all, just the Pete looked at us was fucking phenomenal. But Hell then yeah. saying fuck you guys was the greatest. <laughs> Kids know this. You're not going to go to a ball game and be able to fo follow it without fucking cursing with your friends. It's ridiculous. Exactly. And, and I mean, you know, you know how ball players are busting each other's chops all the time. And the guy puts his teammates off like as a, as a thing, like, fuck you guys. And, and he has to hold like a press conference because of it. I, we're going to get to the point where someone's going to have to apologize for language they use during their comedy special. It's not. It really is. I don't understand what's happening. I really don't. 
it's gotten worse. You think it would get, you know, there's like society would kind of loosen up as time went on, but no. it's not. It's, it's going backwards. No. But maybe what we need is an Excel state where people can just talk the way they want to. All right, GVAC, great to talk to you, buddy. Have a good one. Peace. You could call it New Fuxico. Uh, here's uh, Greg in Indiana. You're on Manifest. Yeah, Dave, I just want to say, I know you're kind of biased toward New Jersey, but oh my God, dude, I travel all 48 states. You ask any truck driver, New Jersey's nasty, and without a doubt, they have the dumbest drivers out of all 48 states of the continental U.S., man. It's no. awful. No, I wouldn't so much say that, that they are dumb drivers, but they are entitled. They really do. When you get back to entitled, for some reason, they think because they were born in traffic, uh, they have to act crazy with it. Well, no, out-of-state drivers don't know how a circle works in Jersey. They it don't is know kind of insane. There's fucking right on reds in New Jersey. We're not the city. If it's if it's a red light, go ahead, make a right turn, baby. But how, you get in that circle, and, they, and the fucking, even the GPS will tell you to get off seven-tenths through it. You're like, what are you fucking talking about? Get off at two o'clock? Yeah. Yeah. And, and you got to know how to yield. That's a problem. People just go on the circle. Woo! Yeah. Like it's a fucking Ferris wheel. Or then other people will fucking stop at each thing going around. Instead, and they're that's like, bad oh, too. another car. Right, because the car behind you will smash, boom, right, right into that person. So it's you got to know, just, just know what you're doing, and you'll have a good time. But Either that or just move to the Cape, Boston style. <laughs> uh, here's Greg in Boston. You're in front of Fez. Hey, Ronnie, how you doing? Good. Uh, what is Dave talking about? Uh, Boston, you get everyone in five minutes away from the, the beach in Boston. He had no idea there was a beach. <laughs> I never heard of it. But then now I think about it, all those Kennedys used to do a lot of sailing yes, and Yes, the Kennedys. There so you I, go. I forgot. I, I didn't be starting in this. Marina Bay, which is like the biggest I just don't think of, gallery in the world. All right. I just uh, don't think of beaches when I think of Massachusetts. I think of beaches, New York, New Jersey, Florida, California. How about what it did Jaws? Jaws? I thought Jaws is Long Island. Well, it was shot off Martha's Vineyard. Oh. Didn't know it. I thought you were a big Spielberg fan. I am, I am, but I just didn't know that. I really didn't you know that. You also told me, and we got in this argument once, he said that Indiana Jones, when he got that fucking thing, when mm -hmm. uh, he had to get the Temple of Doom, right. he said that was in Indiana. He's saying to me, Ron, he's Indiana Jones. No. He doesn't leave Indiana. Well, hence the name. Why the name, then? Um, here's Mike. Mike, you're on Fez. Yeah, hey, Ronnie. Uh, when I was a kid in the 70s, we used to watch Hockey Night in Canada every Saturday night, and uh, the coaches always looked real dignified. They'd wear suits, and, uh, you know, someone would wear a fedora, and they always looked real dignified yeah. and stuff. So my old man takes me to a, a farm team game in Halifax. The, the Canadians used to have a farm team game there. We sat pretty close to the bench, and sure enough, the guy's wearing a suit, walking up and down the bench, chewing gum. He fucking swore. He, he taught me a whole new level, level of curse words that night. My old man was a sailor, and I think he made my old man blush. It was like a totally different universe, man. I'd never heard a guy look so serious and, and talk like such a roughneck, you know? Yeah, well, you know, I mean, he, is, he came up through hockey, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's his whole life. He's yeah. trying to talk to hockey players. I, we had a problem right here on the station, um... People were calling up. I heard Mad Dog yesterday on my way home, and I and, and and people were saying that their morning guy was was cursing. And Mad Dog said, "Well, how was he cursing?" And they said the guy said the word "ho," and I mean, is really is "ho" a curse word? Is that really a curse word? Well, it stands for whore, 
but uh, I think you can say whore. Yeah. I don't think anybody has a problem. You said whore in front of my kid. Yeah, so it was it was the, their morning guy said that the the girl Roethlisberger was with was a hoe, and people said that they had to turn it off, and Mad Dog was upset about it. But I, I was like, but Mad Dog was upset with his guy. He was upset with the guy, and then some people talked Mad Dog down a little bit because. But Mad Dog said it was. Saturday you'll never morning. be able to be over there because you'll say hoe fucking <laughs> <laughs> too quickly. Hey, Mad Dog, can I say cunt? Can I call Don Manningly a cunt? No, um. Why are you going to use that voice when you get on <laughs> sports radio? You're listening to Red McDonald. Uh, Ben. Ben in North Carolina, you're on Ron Fez. Hey, Ronnie. Uh, since we're learning about New Jersey today, I've always wondered why you cannot pump your own gas in the state of New Jersey, and I thought Dave might enlighten me. It, it, originally, it was for insurance reasons. Um, now it's, you know, they keep people employed, and as a result of, of that, you know, uh, it's safer. I mean, it's, it, is, it is actually safer for, for people to do, to other people to do gas Guess for what? The last fucking time I'm over in Jersey, I gotta stop and fucking get gas. I'm on this fucking turnpike. There's like 12 of us with one guy. What exit was it? Um, uh, I've... 15? Fuck, uh, no, it was up this way. It was up before the bridge. Up, okay. Up before the G-Dub. That could have been 15. And I'm fucking like, we could all be out of here by now. This guy is running around doing stuff, and we're like, it's almost like if you're a waiter at a buffet. Just stop it. We already have the buffet set up. We don't want you to slip and fall. Just stay in your car. I never relax. hear about people getting hurt anywhere else. Who's pouring the gas all over the place? People, it happened. Trust me. Spilled gas, some guy's smoking, the whole place goes up in flames. That's just fucking stupid to worry about. You just put, put the radio on, recline the chair back a little bit, your turn will come. Is there anything about Jersey you don't like? You <laughs> just love everything, don't you? You're a homer. I even like wearing jerseys. Okay. <laughs> But do you feel like you like that lifestyle or you feel you have to protect it? It's both. Uh, I'll be honest with you. I do feel like I have to protect it because the rest of the country seems to think, you know, we live in a fucking septic tank, which is not the case. But I also enjoy living the lifestyle. I like to uh, go to Grey Adventure and, 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 and go on the boardwalk and have, you know, lots of little activities like that. So you love it there. Yeah. And then it hurts your feelings that people put it down. Yeah, because they're usually inaccurate. I'm not going to say always, but that trucker said, you know, it stinks. This, that. I'll say it again. It's a fucking stretch on the turnpike that indeed doesn't have the most pleasant smell to it. But that doesn't mean the state. It's not a statewide aroma. You can go to several towns in New Jersey that you're going to be knocked your socks off. My town where my parents live it looks like Pleasantville. Well, your parents are Richie Riches. Neil Armstrong has sent an open letter to President Obama griping at him about scrapping the plans to return to the moon for the United States of America. Well, nobody... Um, you know, it always comes back to budget reasons. Uh, and this has been going on like since the Reagan years. Like Once we really got to the moon, once the shuttle got up, from a government point of view... It's gotten to be a very fucking hard thing to sell. But there is a great documentary on uh, on the on-demand, and I forget who did it. But it's basically about in the shadow of the moon, uh, about all the original guys who went up there and the experience, and they show some stuff. To look back to see how proud not just America was, 
when we went to the moon. But the world is phenomenal. And I got news for you. The thing that fucking hurts this is they need to think of something other than the moon. Going back to the moon, not going to thrill people. Just like we're no longer thrilled with the people we have in space now. Right now, how many people are in space, Fez? Um, I have no idea. Thirteen. Thirteen. Thirteen people are in space as we speak. How many are women? Um, Four. Four women. This is a record. No one talks about it because it's not exciting. It's not new. The thing that you have to do is explore space. Now, if you could get behind selling people Mars or some kind of crazy thing like that, something that looks like we leap ahead, then they could they they can do it. But NASA hasn't come up with a kind of sexy idea since going to the moon. Space shuttle going up and down, fine. Almost makes it look too much like an airplane, though. People love the idea that they can't even imagine the experience. Can't even imagine the experience. I don't know why people aren't that fucking excited about it. Because no one sees what's in it for them. I think that we're not, we're not, we're... You enjoying your cell phone? Yeah, yeah. That's where all that shit came from. All that technology No, you don't have to tell me. No, I'm selling you right now. You like the iPad? Thank fucking Neil Armstrong for that. Because it was all that same technology that got us up there. All the space programs. Don't you think that we're, uh, as a country, our curiosity is decreasing? Simply because we can look stuff up so easily on the internet, people aren't going to libraries or traveling as much as they used to? Well, first of all, you know, yes, I don't know what libraries have to do with it, but yeah, there are so many different things. You have to do a better job marketing this thing and selling it. And you got to give people a shit-your-pants idea. You know what I mean? You just can't give them that we're going back to the moon. We've done that 40 years ago. Say you're doing something else, and then put in, and before we can get to Mars, we got to stop on the moon on the way. People will all be like, yeah, okay. But you just can't sell them the same destination. Right. It's like fucking a girl from high school again. I think that's what Neil Armstrong was saying, and he must have been pissed because Neil Armstrong never talks to anybody, never well, puts out a public statement. All, all those guys, it's not so much that they're... They're pissed, they're disappointed that they were part of this thing that they felt like we are the first step. And it does feel like it's just been let go when there's other countries like India that want to go to the moon, like China's talking about going to the moon. And that's the problem. That means the also-runs can make it. You now need to shoot for the next thing. You can't sit around and brag about being moon guys. Uh, Oscar in Indiana, you're on yeah, hey, Ronnie, uh, we need to get to the moon again so we can set up a launching facility up there because it takes so much energy just to leave the Earth. If we had all that equipment on the moon, we could go out even farther. But that's, so. that's the problem. That's the thing you need to sell. You can't just sell it as the moon. And I've, I've brought this up a lot of times. The NASA program to me is one of the proudest fucking reasons to be an American. It was just a, a high-level mark for all humanity. All humanity. Everybody could feel good about it. What other fucking species could get off the planet? I mean, you got to sit around and look at a duck right now like they're a fucking imbecile. Look at you. Go ahead. Go land in a pond. See that fucking moon? We've been there. You haven't done shit. Here's some bread. 
Now get out of here, you crazy duck. Here's a little fucking crust of bread. But it's, it's, I'm going to somewhat blame NASA for forgetting how to market this thing. When we went to the moon, we didn't even have a shot at it. Fucking Kennedy said, we're going to go to the moon within 10 years, and they didn't even know how to do it. You got to stretch a little bit. You got to lift out there. Um, here's Maggie in Colorado. You're in Rona Fez. Hi, I was just wondering, has Dave ever been out of the state of uh, New Jersey? No, because we do the show from New Jersey. We do it from my parents' bedroom. Why are you and Fez so angry <laughs> with fucking callers? I was callers? joking with her. But what is happening between the two of you guys? I'm joking with when the lady. When you're not yelling at each other, you're fucking, uh, n- fucking sitting there screaming at callers. You're both fucking nutty. I was, I was kidding. Kristen, New Jersey, you're on Fez. Oh, Dave, you're right. It is a great state. I'm actually from Missouri, and my husband's from New Jersey, and I love going up there to visit. Get past that Armageddon area by Newark and Hoboken, and it's green pastures and fucking garden state, Yeah, man. and Hob- Hoboken actually has some really nice areas to it, but that's right, Kristen. That's right. It's Why are you trying to sell it to outside people? Why not keep it for yourself, Dave? Keep I, it for yourself. I just don't want people to badmouth it. It's like when someone badmouths a member of your family. You're not going to just sit there and take it. I do. <laughs> really? I do. I'm like, yeah, you're right about my aunt. <laughs> There's nothing I can say to you. You're 100% right. All right. Well, then you and I defer on that point. Mm. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, Dave, I know you like the uh, the porn thing, right? You big porn guy? Yeah, I love it. They're doing somebody's doing one of those uh, parodies where the entire porn is a parody, and they're using curb your enthusiasm. Do you ever even find this slightly interesting or fun? No, I um, thank I, it's you. Not, it's not to me. I am a uh, I go to the porn store quite a bit. Just get Davy Mac his four hour or six hour compilation DVDs. Right. I never need a, a, a plot line. I especially don't need a parody. I saw one where it was, you know, it was like a Brady Bunch. It's just, what? What's the point? It's ridiculous. And since these porn people can't act to begin with, it's just god-awful. All right, you got the trailer for it? Yeah. Oh, we got to bring our lights down. I got to have a movie experience in here. I'd like to put on the 3D glasses, bring John Landau in. Oh, no. Fez despises him. I want Fez, I want Fez in on the meetings. Okay. And I want Fez to get the report every night. And then he won't feel embarrassed. All right, let's go with this. This is Curb Your Enthusiasm, the porn. Do you like the cologne? Maybe just a little too much. All right, then next time I'll make sure I use a dab instead of a splash. The hot new nurse-seduced Funkhauser. Aren't you going to leave the room? No. I like to see the men get naked. That's why I took this job. I'll get naked. Who's he supposed to be? Funkhauser. Punkhauser. It's a mighty big smile you have on What your a face. terrible Punkhauser. bozo wig they Larry, got for the Larry guy. I am a happy man. Yeah. Who's he supposed to be? BJ Smooth. Oh. I they don't they didn't make it anything other than being black. Technically a lap dance isn't. Where's the garland? I'm really pissed right. off. No penetration, just an orgasm. LD. You in the clear. I can explain. As of right now, you're cut off. Jeff cut off too? I don't know. Susie said she found her husband in her own way. Oh, here comes Susie. Is that S&M? Go sit down over there. Face 
me with your ass. Is this what you want to get done to you? Because you're such a fucking freak. Is that what you like? Hmm. Tell you what, Super Dave's going to be happy that Funkhauser was such a big yeah, part. Yeah, Funkhauser <laughs> is uh, gigantic. There's also He's taking the nurse. <laughs> there's also a Seinfeld one too. It's uh, it's it's a new trend and just parody porn. Of fucking I think it's TV been shows. around for a while, but it's now they they can do it even fucking quicker. Zombie X, you're on a fez. Yeah, I I could care less about plots and porn. I just want to see uh, the sex. But my girlfriend, she likes to see the plot. That's what keeps her interested. So she would love to see the Curb Your Enthusiasm. I'm not sure about that, but she likes to see uh, a lot of drama, murder. There's there's weird porns out there. Well, girls need a little backstory. Uh, lights here. And that's why the old porns used to have plots to them, you know, so couples could watch. But now it's just like, you like that bitch? <laughs> Fuck you. I'm going ass to mouth. Ass to mouth. Yeah, mm. My favorite series. Go ahead, fuck me, <laughs> fuck me. I love the Rocco Animal Training series, which actually has nothing to do with bestiality or animals, but that's my favorite series. And there's no plot points whatsoever. Mm. Just fucking put leashes on them and spit on them and stuff. And off you go. Yeah. All right, we're going to take a break here, Davy Mac. Though you had something on your uh, on your mind when we get back. Yes, I had an incident. Uh, that uh, happened to me on the bus that I was wondering, does it go against uh, a, a social code that we have in this All country? Right. So you had your own little Larry David moment. I did. I was wondering, does it go the, against social code uh, in this country to do? All right. Let's a little, uh, we'll do like a little social court here. and We'll try to figure out uh, what happened. Right back for this. This is the Ron Fez Show. Friends, you say you love those fresh flowers and veggies, but uh, you're tired of the aches and the pains that come uh, with weeding? Well, I'm here to tell you, your weeding days are over. You see, friends, I have here in my hands, well, it's a, it's a miracle of uh, gardening engineering. Ladies and gentlemen, say hello to the garden weasel. Can I hear you say, hey now? Hey now! Be good. But can I hear you say, hey now? Hey It's the Ron Fez Show, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Um, Davey Mack had a little Larry David moment, a little social awkwardness. He wants us to judge on this. Always fun to do. Always fun to figure out what should happen socially. Uh, Dave, what was your experience? On the bus today, and uh, mom and her mother and their two little kids... Were, All fucked up? No, but they were riding the bus in front of me, and the little girl was stared at me for the entire hour and a half bus ride up there. Yeah. So much so that I couldn't, you know, get to sleep. I couldn't get, get any work done. I, could, I, I usually, you know, maybe look up some stuff on the internet via my BlackBerry. And the girl was just big, huge eyeballs... Just staring right at me, and I'm wondering, you know, A, can I say something to her, or B, when should I say When's the mother going to step in? First of all, you got to feel for the kid. Number one, they've never seen a clown. 
And then two, never saw a clown masturbating. So it had to be an exciting day. <laughs> or scary. Well, my question is this. Mm -hmm. It feels like, because this happens to me quite a bit. And maybe mm -hmm. you're actually onto something with the clown thing. Because it happens so much. But the thing is, when, okay, a kid making noise is socially un unacceptable. But I thought, I was always raised that you shouldn't stare. And I think that's going, going out the window. No, that is going out the window. But here's the thing, Dave. Since you grew the beard... You got kind of Muppety looking. You look like a big stuffed animal. You look like that would be one of the uh, friends of where the wild things are. You just don't look like a human being. And a little kid doesn't know that. Like a little kid is going to stare at somebody in a wheelchair. <laughs> okay, but a glance is good enough. But shouldn't the mom be, be eventually saying, hey, honey, it's not polite to stare. My Did the mother say... The mother saw the entire time because... Why didn't you just start rubbing your crotch a little bit and try to fucking... Or growling. Not no, like, you know, I, I did take a Twidio, didn't post it, because mm -hmm. now I'm not sure if that's even against the law or Probably not, not the best idea. Now, it's a really... <laughs> hey, I've never said this before, but good idea, Dave. <laughs> you, you fucking were restrained. Because it is a little kid. Yeah. Somebody could get pissed about that. I was trying to show you. It's very quick. Yeah, no, I, 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 but this was my revenge. The, the way the kid was like staring at me. I mean, you see a little blonde haired kid, then you it go, the camera goes to me, then it goes back to the blonde haired kid, and you run, you'll see point blank staring right at me at the end there. Your first thought was Twitter will start, stare back at you. Well, I didn't know what else to do. Well, you didn't get a very good shot. You should have had the, the whole full shot on her. I didn't know what else to do, so I, so I thought that's the only revenge I can get, is that I'm going to put you out there now. All right, so now we're on to another. First of all, yes, I agree with you. You don't stare, even if the person does look like they're from another planet. <laughs> but two, is it really in bad taste to take pictures, and now Twitios, of other people? Because I'll see right. people in the park who, uh, let's suppose there's a musician playing or whatever, they'll decide to take a picture of them. They'll decide to take a video of them. Yeah. And I'm like, that person didn't sign up for that. This is a live performance. No different than if you went to see Guns N' Roses. Right. And Axel will jump on your shit. <laughs> um, I see pe if there's like little kids playing together in the park, people will be like, oh God, this is a gorgeous picture. You're not their father. You're not their uncle. What the fuck are you doing <laughs> taking pictures of these kids? Especially if you're not incorporating yourself into it. I've taken pictures or Twidios of people, but I, I incorporate myself into the, the Twidio. It's not just, I'm not just staring at some chick, you know, and like taking a video of her, but I'll show me talking to her or something. There was a Twidio of yours, though, going back to help this little kid, that I thought you were a puppet. You were up in our office, and you were, it was a Twitter of you, and you were on the computer. Right. And I'm like, that fucker looks just like a puppet. Yeah, I don't know how you could have gotten that. Well, you were even looking and feeling puppety that day. I was. Very puppety. Yeah, it was just something I ate, I guess, yeah. you know? Um, but uh, it's this odd thing. So, yeah, yeah, let's go along with this. Our verdict, of course, you don't stare even at a weird man. How about the Twidio? Is that over the line? Cause I, I, it was. I, don't think you, I don't think you want to take a video or picture of someone else's child and put it on the Internet. I think it's... Uh, so me and her are both wrong in Ron's eyes. Yeah. I think you, it's like if someone shit in their hand and threw it at you, and then you thought, I know what I'm going to do. I'll shit in my hand and throw it at them. I can't sit here and. All right.
That's what I was looking for because I thought that was the only good revenge. Because you have do. nieces, right? Mm-hmm. Would you be uncomfortable if you had them at the zoo or Disney World and someone came over and took a picture or a video of them? Absolutely. Now, what would you fear? My fear would be what's going to happen to this photo? What are uh, they going to do with it? Where's it going to go? All right, now, how come you're not mad when you go into a place and there's a video camera on them? You know what I mean? That wherever they are, they're being videoed. Like, yeah. if you're at fucking Disney World, you're basically a big brother's house. <laughs> I mean, we are. We let the government and even corporations get away with stuff that we wouldn't put up with with a normal person. Absolutely. And the, the kids are being videoed the whole time. Yeah. It's very bizarre. And, and Very bizarre behavior. I thought this girl, though... The thing is, I thought she was antagonizing me, so I thought that is a peaceful way to get back at so her. So why don't you yell out? I'll put you up on a kiddie porn site. How's that grab you? <laughs> well, I'm not going to do that, because that's illegal. But, but Is it? The weird thing was... Technically, the, is it illegal? I think so. Yeah, you don't even have to think. It okay. definitely is. I just wanted to see if you guys would have an opinion. <laughs> you um, you said, I think, and Fez looked up at the ceiling. Um. All right, here's one. This is a Larry David moment for you. So I'm out the other night. We're all having dinner together. And uh, my chick says to me, you got to try the fish. Now, I was enjoying something totally different. Matter of fact, Fezzy, we're at Little Al, where Steve Blatter claims you can't get in. Mm-hmm. I got in again. So there you go, Steve. Um, and she has, like, the fish. It's still got the head on it, the eyes, whatever. I don't know. I was enjoying my entree. I'm like, no. No thanks. You gotta try it. No thanks. Half an hour, forty-five minutes goes over at the thing. Found out it really hurt her feelings. Really hurt her feelings by not trying the fish. This actually even came back when I was thinking about. It. I think Larry David even wrote that up about try the pie, and the person said no, I don't want to. And his point was, you have to give a reason. A, I didn't want the fish, and then B, I didn't give a reason. Double. Faux pas. <laughs> Double faux pas. Did I owe a reason? No. I turn down food a lot. I don't give a reason. It's just not what I want to do at that Fez, time. Fez, you owe a reason? Yeah, I think so. Why do you owe a reason? Because it, it's a refle- if you don't want to bite, it's like a reflection on that other person where... All right, but that was, if I would have started giving a reflection of the meal, mm-hmm. I'd have been like, I'm not eating your fish head fucking stuff. With the skin all over it, looking all silvery. You know what I mean? It looked like a fish had flopped right up and on her plate. <laughs> There's plenty of times I would eat it. 99% I'd be like, yes, I like to try. I did not want that taste in the middle of what I was doing. Only at that one time. Normally I'm a food mixer. You know me, Dave. Yes, I'm I do. I'm a fucking food mixer. Yeah, you mix foods. Yeah, but now I got this reputation that I wouldn't. Now but you're running none. I don't want to just... I don't want to uh, fucking bring attention to the total uh, table. I'm not crazy about the way that fucking food looks. I know we're in a fine restaurant. I was not in a fish mood tonight. Let me just say this. I'm just going to bring this up. This person might have been looking to pick at you that night. Thank you. Because that is a very minute thing. Guess what? Guess what, though, Dave? No luck. I just sat back. I didn't get You're a dr- better man than me. Cause I I, my wife does it all the time. Yeah. Full on explosions with right. Davy Mac. All the time. I didn't get drug into what I call the Dave zone. 
<laughs> Wait, there's a fucking technical name for it now? Well, I gave it that. Oh. Uh, here's Rich. Rich in D.C. You're on Running Fez. Ronnie, yeah. went to, uh, I, I'm not sure if you've been there. I think you brought it up in there once, but I was at the uh, Mandarin Hotel in uh, Southwest D.C. It's at the restaurant City's. No, very well. Got the, uh, got the tasting menu with the sommelier pairing. Uh-huh. Everything is lovely. Uh, my, and uh, my girlfriend, she doesn't eat red meat. That's fine. She got the fish. She kept on offering it to me. I'm like, honey, I'm stuffed. So many courses. She kept trying my scallop. Nope, didn't want to try it. Was so full, but it drove her bananas. <laughs> yeah. Now here's the interesting thing. I had offered uh, some duck. They said no. <laughs> yeah. I didn't get offended. I was exactly. fine. I'm like, well, oh, you're missing some great fucking duck. And Fez, you know what the duck's like there before you've had it. Oh. It's unbelievable. Oh my gosh, but, it's duck heaven. But whatever. I don't care. I understand. Not everybody's uh, into duck. You were on a duck hunt that night. But why? You know what? She wanted the, or the, the he, she, whoever this person was, wanted to get into a little bit of a, uh, I'm not going to say a full on argument, but a spat, I'll say, that night to mm. to you. Because I know my wife, when she does it, she, what, what do you mean you're full? It's just a bite. I'm full. That's right. what I mean. I don't want it anymore. No, come on. No. I don't want, want it. No, that this might be the thing that what you're bringing up, because we even call this Larry David moments. I see that you're upset right now. Yeah. Do you think that's more of a Jewish thing that we just don't even comprehend? That's a good point. You know, because that thing of I'm out and I'm going to change the entire world. I'm going to change the way the post office works. <laughs> I'm going to change the way people park. I'm going to change <laughs> the way police <laughs> sirens sound. You know, they. Yeah. They, it's it's almost. As if they're that fucking uh, older guy on Project Runway. Tim oh, Gunn. Gun. They're Tim Gunning the entire world. They just walk around <laughs> and fucking say... Um, yeah, that's what they are. They're the world's editors. What am I seeing here? Don't you think it would be better if... No. The, road, the roads work fine the way they, they are. Oh, just get used to it. Just get used to it. Yeah, but how about if the roads were put up higher and then more cars get... What? I used to think Fez had a little Costanza. Not even close. Uh, Andy, Cleveland, you're on Fez. Yeah, on, on the uh, trying people's food, I think another factor that goes into it is what they're actually eating. I.e., if they ordered fish and they're having trout, big deal. Uh, yeah, that, that gives me more incentive to turn it down, or less incentive to say, okay, I'll try it. If they're eating a paca paca, which no one should ever turn down, uh, yeah, then, you know, if they want to offer me a, a taste of that, sure, fuck, I'll, you know, I don't care if I'm full, I'll try it. But if sometimes you're full, you just don't feel like eating. I mean, it's not that big of a thing here. What if you take the bite and you put it on your plate? You don't eat it right away. Then you're wasting fucking food. Oh, but you will eat it? Yeah. Like I got no just, problem with that. You're setting it aside. I got no problem with that. Sometimes I'll even be like, here, give me your bread plate. Because I'm not going to pass this all the way over. I like sharing. I actually like sharing. Let me watch you eat the food that I've let you borrow. Put it in your mouth. <laughs> Chew it. Swallow I know. It. Now all of a sudden you're their little court jester. You're you're their food clown. Um, I it, it's not a bad. It's a great way to go out and eat. It really is. Uh, but every done. single time, Manny, New Jersey, you're on a fez. 
Hey guys, uh, my wife calls me a food pusher. I'm constantly making her taste whatever I'm eating, and it drives her nuts. But I'll just hold the fork like inches away from her mouth and just go, "Come on, try it! Come on, try it! Try it!" Until she actually tries it. The drives are absolutely insane. See, that's something I, I've never done in my life. What's that? Try to share? You're, you're not a share. No, I mean, if my wife says, can I have a piece of your steak? Absolutely. I'm not going to fucking throw a fight. But you're not going to offer it. I've never done that in my life. But here's the thing. Suppose you're tasting something, you're like, I can't believe how good this More tastes. More for me. You don't want to get verification? Like, Fez, you're not going to believe this. I want every last bite of it. I want the verification. I think that's where the not taking the bite comes in. You've changed. Because I remember you were a food hoarder. And I would just really like, fuck your meeting off your plate. When I first started <laughs> to hang out with Fez, and like he even had a thing of, I have problems with people, um, you know, touching my plate. I go, then you need to start paying your own fucking dinner bills. <laughs> because when I'm looking out here, I'm going to fucking share, and we're going to be that kind of fucking people. And now he's totally open to it. Maybe he cringes inside, I don't know. I like eating off of other people's plates. It's Fantastic. Not, it's not a gross thing. It's like you have an extra little side. Yeah. I found some pizza crust outside the garbage in Shady 45. I was like, thanks. You guys just helped me out. But the point is, I like doing that. I just won't initiate it ever. Just doesn't dawn on you or you it, don't like the thought? It's a combination of, no, you know what? It just doesn't dawn on me. But if something's really good, I'm like, this is great. I'm so happy I ordered it. And I'm just, I'm 100% in that meal. Now, do you hate it if... Someone really tries to push a special on you, like, uh, or, or tries to change, like, the, the waiter or waitress will go, well, why don't you have it with this? I don't like that at all. Don't tell me my business. Yeah. I, I even might say, don't tell me my bidness. Bid. And fucking just fucking go <laughs> yeah. kid and play on them? Right. Showing how angry I am with them. <laughs> no, because then it makes me feel like a jerk, you know? Mark and PA, you're in my affairs. Hey, uh, Ron, yeah, I was just wondering, what, what's going on? Are we, are we phasing Fez out? Mark, Mac. I, just I fucking the, I, listen to the show or don't listen to the show. I, oh, I, I can't not. talk about Fez every fucking day. The guy is working on some problems. So fucking what? Jesus yeah. Christ. Then if we fucking get into what's with Fez, you get all fucking, what is it going to be about Fez every day? Whatever. Jesus Christ, I'm asking fucking Dave about a certain thing. Then if I take the time, uh, what's up, Fez? What's going on with you? Then they'll be like, will you let him into it? Shut the fuck up. One thing I try to do when sharing a bite is... What do you try to do? Try to make the perfect bite. Uh, Mike, you're on the run of Fez show. Hey, how's it going? Yeah. Every, every time I go to a restaurant with my wife, she offers me her food. But it's only because she wants me to offer her food back. Yeah. And it irks me so much, I never do it. So now we have an argument every time we go to our restaurant. Um, yeah, I don't know how she puts up with you. Seriously. You don't want to share. When you sit at your house, you can have all the food you want in the ways that you fucking want to. <laughs> but when you're going out to a restaurant, it's a social situation. It's more than just how much food you can consume. <laughs> right. All right? Do that at your house. And if this, I won't get enough, eat a fucking sandwich before you leave your house. Or stop and get something on the way home. But don't be one of these fucking people 
who you're going out with a, with two other couples, and it's that guy you just see the top of his head when the fucking meal comes. It's about more than just the consumption of food. It's about the conversation, the room itself, the people that you're with, and of course, the taste of the food, the excitement of this is not home. We're not just eating to fucking say, now I'm full. Or else, why don't you just fucking then pull your t-shirt up and fart? <laughs> like you do at your fucking house. That's what fast food is for anyway. If you just want to go in and eat a shitload. Uh, Rich in Westchester, you're on a fest. Hey, boys. I was uh, out with a chick maybe about a couple of weeks ago when this happened. She goes, I'm not hungry. I'll just have a bite of yours. And I'm like, well, I don't know how much to save you and shit. And I was starving. Why are you starving? It was work all day, man. Never got a chance to eat. <laughs> Good for you. you this woman's not, This woman isn't right for you. You, you, you really don't fucking uh, care. Uh, Jason in New Jersey, you're having a fizz. How you doing, fellas? Ron, did you hear about the McDonald's testing cupcakes in their restaurants in Berlin? Yeah, I read. The, I get the local Berlin paper. Yeah, well, it was in the New York Times this Sunday. Actually, they're they're marketing New York style cupcakes. Uh, with New York names like the Gramercy Park or the Soho, and they're disgusting-looking refrigerated cupcakes. Just yeah, I mean, what know. are you going to do? It's McDonald's. The, <laughs> because here's the thing. People expect food at McDonald's to cost a fucking dollar for the entire meal. <laughs> How good could it possibly be? For some reason, they want a Coke, fries, and two cheeseburgers for a dollar fifty. We, um, Pepper and I went to pizza yesterday. It cost us twenty dollars for two personal pizzas and two cokes, and and we only went there because it shared with the KFC Double Down. So we were all excited, and they didn't fucking have it. We got shut the fuck out of this goddamn sandwich. And we're gonna sold sue out. these this place fucking tomorrow. I right, great. I can't wait to meet your fucking lawyer. <laughs> who is it? One of your puppets? Oh, uh, Lily just uh, wrote people who order the same thing at me. At a restaurant irritates me. Sharing different foods is part of the dining experience. Yeah. This is why I've said it before and I'm going to say it again. That Lily is a lady. And she is a pleasure to be around. She was very pivotal in our night out. Always. I thought, Always yeah. great. And I agree with her 100%. Now, unless you're going to the lobster place, the famous steak place... I get that. Then everybody wants the, you know, whatever the famous fucking thing is there. But if you're just going out for a night, you're going to an Italian restaurant, why can't everybody get other things? Small plates is the way to go anyway. Small plates is the way to go. Yeah. Um, here is, uh, here's Corey. Corey, you're on Run Hey, guys. What's going on? Yeah. Here? What do you got? Oh. I just want to say I'm the typical food pusher that you guys you're talking about right now because I just can't stand it whenever you meet somebody who's like gone their whole life without trying sushi. You just you have to force it on them then because they don't have no idea what they're missing. No, I, I, you know, there are people who there's some people that have a palate of a five year old, and I'm not going to force them. I will always offer, but I also don't like when everybody sticks up or you know rips the person. That they can't. Fez is not a, a a normal guy to go out. You know what I mean? So when he does, if he wants... And I've always told him to get the special, and he's been kind of trying lately. But I'd much rather he got his pork chop 
sat there and enjoyed himself, then have everybody yell at him while you have the pork chop. Oh, I see. And some people just don't, you know, like it. Why fucking turn it into an unpleasant thing? Right. Um, here's uh, Phil. Phil, you're on fist. Oh, hey, guys. Love the show. Um, what if you don't like the people that you're with at dinner and you feel obligated to share? It just makes the evening even worse. Uh, who, who are you going to be out with that you don't like? Well, let's say you're with your in-laws or something like that. Yeah, I, I mean, if you're out with people you don't like, it's already a bad thing, don't you think? Yeah. And you, you have to at least have a couple people that you're allies with and you sit by them. I don't play those games. I don't like to... I just feel like I've gotten at the point where life's too short that I want to spend time with people that I don't like. Matter of fact, if I'm with you, it means I like you. That way you don't have to think in the back of your head. I wonder if he uh, likes me. Does that include 11 to 3 right now? No. Damn no, it. This is work. I'm talking about a social situation. Okay. And you guys realize there's been zero social situations with all of you. Well, like once every six or seven months. Yeah. <laughs> But you're drunk for it, Dave. Don't act like it's fun for you. You're drunk and toasting in my face about what a great guy I am. You know, Shut up, everyone. It. We're toasting to Mr. B. That's how you start the toast. I'm going to tell you right now. The last time that we went out to Sammy's and you fucking sang karaoke was the hardest I've ever laughed in my life. I just had that fucking conversation the other day. I go, I think that was the hardest I ever laughed in my life. Jesus Christ. I wish I remembered it. You killed. I remember before. I remember everything until the karaoke. I don't remember that. How could part. you sing in front of a room full of strangers <laughs> poorly? I remember the, the guy, too. I got a, a, that guy's card. I have it up on my refrigerator door. And every time I fucking get a drink, I start laughing. <laughs> that guy What's his great. name? Like Donnie Love or something? Yeah. Danny yeah. Love. I love that man. He's unbelievable. Um, here's uh, Joe. Joe in New York. You're on my face. Hey, guys. What's up? What do you say? I mean, when we go out, like my girl and I, we always, you know, we always go through the menu and get two different things that we both like. And, you know, this way we can, it's like, it kind of heightens the experience. You know, you can sort of, you know, swap between, you know, two meals. And it just makes the experience that much better for us. Mm. Um, here's, um, here's Tommy. Tommy in Brooklyn, you're in front of Fez. Hey, guys. Uh, my wife drives me nuts always ordering what I'm about. She asks me, what are you having? And I'm like a fool. I tell her, so now I just tell her something different. And then I like both stuff that gets ordered. So, yeah, why not sit down and enjoy? Have an enjoyable night out. <laughs> what is fucking wrong with people just enjoying themselves? Why this? I need my food. <laughs> you don't understand. I'm hungry. Put some fucking beef jerky in your pocket. I wouldn't go out to eat if I was really, really hungry. I, I couldn't even imagine that because, you know, it's going to take time to get the food and everything. You have it's not to. like you just got out of Somalia. You might be fucking hungry, but <laughs> you've eaten. <laughs> you've eaten. You live in the United States of America. So fucking, you pop a fig Newton in your mouth. Hey, the guy I yelled at just fucking wrote to me. Don't take my call if you're going to cry like a little bit. I'm fucking in the middle of a different conversation. What fucking babies. Um, here's uh, Mark. Mark, you're on my face. Hey, uh, Ron Fez. Love the show. Hey, I hate when 
you're out at a restaurant, a nice restaurant, and you order something that other people don't like, and then instead of saying, you know, oh, you ordered that, they'll be like, oh, that's disgusting. Why would you order something like that? Well, who, what could you, what are you eating? Fucking burnt no. babies? <laughs> what, what, what could be disgusting? You're in a restaurant. My ex-wife did it. Would constantly would do that. She didn't like certain. She doesn't like vegetables. So if I would order Brussels sprouts, she'd be like, "Oh, that's gross." Well, you know, finally, I, it got to the point where I'm just telling her, you know, mind your own business. What I eat is my business. But well, I'm saying the best you know, thing that you little, put there is X. Like the ex-wife. Yeah, absolutely. That's Thank the you. fucking smartest thing because you can't live with that fucking. Absolutely. That's what you I'm can't live with that woman. Oh, a vegetable is horrible. What? <laughs> What are you, we five that you're sitting there because you see a Brussels sprout? Uh, Steve in Toronto, you're on Renefest. Steve. Steve, we got you, buddy? What's he in a Yeah, go ahead, buddy. I was just uh, wondering if, uh, if you ever drink any wine when you go for dinner or do you at all, or do you miss when you go for a really nice dinner, uh, you know, pairing a nice wine with your meal, or just was wondering how you handle that. Uh, no, what I say is I'm so glad I can't have a delicious glass of wine with this meal. This is this makes it all the better. Absolutely, I wish I could drink wine. The fact of the matter is, I can drink wine. I just choose not to. That's all. Maybe I don't want to be up at fucking Sammy singing like a fucking retard <laughs> at the end of the night. Or fucking crying and fucking dry heaving. You got to take some responsibility. That's all. I was performing oh. with my friend Danny if Love. Fucking Mikey <laughs> Boy's uh, phone had one out on him. You notice none of us have talked to Mikey Boy since that night. I did notice that. We're all done with him. We're I so, so frustrated. He. It was like. Um, it was like that fucking movie that came out. Uh, uh, what was it like two years ago with Ben Stiller, the the Thunder Tropic Thunder, Tropic Thunder yeah. where they missed the big shot. Yeah, yes, I remember. He had it. The explosions were going off. He didn't have the camera set up. Something fucking went wrong with his phone. Not good. And then I guess he couldn't even enjoy the moment because he was just fucking <laughs> pounding at his phone and yelling at it. Not good. That's why you need a camera phone then, after after all. Nick, in Chicago, you're on my face. You know, you know what I fucking hate is when you're at a nice steak restaurant and somebody orders A1 sauce. Steak sauce. Mm. I eat it at home, but I don't order it at a restaurant. I don't know why. Just at home, I love the A one, but at a restaurant, that's I... because your fucking steak must taste like shit at home. I do grill. By, it, yeah, yeah I saw your fucking thing of you grilling. It looked like you had burnt shoes. <laughs> I can make some great burgers and chicken. That's my forte. That's not what I heard from Barb. What did she say? She goes, I went over there. I called it Ash Wednesday. Holy shit. <laughs> you grill for these fucking people. Yeah. Grill or burn. call it Ash Wednesday on your <laughs> yeah. ass. It's, a, it's Ash Him Out Wednesday. There's next thing people are going to be singing. That's not fair. All right, Barb, you're off the grill master's list now. Yeah, she was pissed. Then she also said that, uh, I guess Sheepy has been sending pictures of his dick to your kids. What? Yeah. The fuck Wait, are you talking? You know what? That wasn't your kids. It was somebody else. Oh, my God. I forgot. Those other friends. I almost us. had to make a call. I got confused. Here's the girl. See, that's the shot. 
I'm gonna probably save that on my camera. See this? So she she's there. I have wow, a shot. She's really hot. <laughs> Sick fuck. Why would you send me a picture of a little girl? <laughs> she's not naked, right? Think. It's ridiculous. What are you gonna do, Dave? All right, eight six six run zero fez. Eight six six run zero fez. Bombshell McGee. She is now sticking up for mistresses everywhere. She wants to know why they get called whores, why they get booed when they go out, when it's the husband who had the affair who should be taking the heat for this. That the mistresses did nothing wrong. It's the guy who's breaking his marriage vows. Well, I think if you look at all the guys, the husbands that have been caught up in these scandals, I think they are taking the heat. Jesse James lost his reality show. Uh, Tiger Woods took forever before he had to come, before he could come back, and then had to make all his public apologies. So it's not like these husbands aren't getting touched, bombshell. Plus, they don't have the luxury of going and posing nude somewhere just because a scandal broke out. If Tiger Woods decided, oh, I'm gonna tell my story and pose nude at the same time while I do it, it would just be ridiculous. The mistresses have all kinds of advantages there. And they're not involved in divvying up the children or anything. So I don't see where she thinks the mistresses have it all that hard. I think she's just trying to make news. Some of these people just try and make news. And so they're just going to say anything in order to make news. She's got a statement every day now. Yeah. Hey, uh, Tyler, Texas, you're on my face. What's up, buddies? Yeah. Hey, that uh, guy that called in about the A1 comment, uh, you know, there's one thing I take a lot of pride in, especially here in Texas, is cooking out on a barbecue pit. And it really pisses me off when people come over to my house and I uh, pull a steak off the grill for them and put it on their plate, and the first thing they do is start pouring A1 sauce all over it before they ever even try it. You ought to just take it. Well, you still have the fork, you ought to put it in their arm. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do next time. Just lean in and put it in their arm. That's what I'll do. All right, peace. Thank you, buddy. Um, here is uh, here is Will, North Carolina. You're on Run of Fuzz. Hey, I just wanted to say that I disagree. If I order steak and I want to eat it with A1, I'm going to get A1. And if you don't like it, you can kiss my ass. I'm paying for the steak. I'll put whatever I want. Well, first of all, we just brought up the fact that the fact that you don't know how to fucking eat out in a nice restaurant makes perfect sense. But if you go to Dave's house... And he cooks you a steak, and you're saying, let me cover over the flavor because it's Ash Wednesday. You've offended him. Yeah. You've offended, you've offended your fucking host with your bad taste. And you're going to offend the restaurant with your bad taste. And if you want to fucking go and eat steak at diners, do it. But stop taking a fucking room where civilized people are dying. There's civilized people sitting down and having a meal for themselves. That's all. I mean, I'm more offended by the Ash Wednesday comment than well, the than the A1 sauce, but nevertheless, did you get drunk and walk away from the grill? What happened? I was probably drinking, but I don't walk away from the grill unless there was some kind of sporting event on, and then yeah, I sit on the couch and forget sometimes. Um, here's Johnny. Oh, it's our buddy Hard Rock Johnny. Hey, Johnny. Hello, boys. Yeah. Um. I don't even get steak sauce, really, to be honest with you. 
Uh, we went to we went to Wolfgang's, which I've never had a steak like this in my entire life, and they have steak sauce on the table. Like if someone did that there, I would literally I would get up and smash the bottle over their head. It would just it's, it's you, like, you're that serious Paris. about your steak. If you're at a good steak, like Luger sells their steak sauce, but right. why would you put steak sauce on a Luger steak? It's the best, you know, the best steaks out there. Why would you even, it's just like, you know, steak should just be nice, plain, simple steak. God, I want steak. Yeah, me too. I mean, like, I can't take it anymore. I want Have you guys ever gone to Wolfgang's? Yeah, we've been to Wolfgang's, all right, Johnny? You don't fucking <laughs> sit down. You don't fucking run the only steak place. Yes, it's very delicious. Matter of fact, we're going there again with Steve Blatter very soon. <laughs> so don't be asking us about where we eat our steaks. We do very well for ourselves. It's I've just never had a steak like that. It's it's the most incredible steak I've ever eaten in my life. Johnny, just, can I just say something here? Take a moment. Yes. The, the party that you threw for Earl, fantastic, and Life Magazine has also covered it. So you're on I top of the world. It. I could not believe it. It was such a great night to to have it do something like that for a good friend and. and I tell you. At a, at a certain point in the night, we were all proud of Earl. Johnny takes me up on top of the Paramount sign above Time uh, Square. And we just sit up there and we smoke cigars and we say, Earl's all grown up on us now. We don't have to worry about him anymore. We did it. <laughs> we we're like a proud mommy and daddy. I, I, I wonder if any of the stalker Patty pictures will make it into Life Magazine. With <laughs> You're such an asshole for putting fucking headphones on her head and making her get... <laughs> On the fucking red carpet with that. Afterlife magazine. You know, it was a port night for Earl. Oh, that was so much fun putting her out there. Yeah. It was, uh, to see Earl's dad just chugging back a bud and hanging out watching his son was, was really worth it for me. Earl was fucking, Earl's dad is the most relaxed drinker I ever saw in my life. <laughs> that was not his first beer. For all of Earl's uh, social awkwardness, his family doesn't have it all. And his mom? I think she's had eight kids. She must be well into her late 60s. Stunning woman. Wow. Stunning woman. Yeah. Absolutely. She And she was she was very, like, outgoing, social. Like, I, I don't know where Earl's introvertedness really comes from. He might be autistic. <laughs> um, all right, Lily just wrote in, although Wolfgang's is amazing, it's a Peter Luger knockoff. Here's what you got to understand. Uh, we're talking Manhattan Steaks. We don't go jumping on a fucking thing into fucking Jersey or Brooklyn to eat our food. Yep. We eat money-making Manhattan. Now, if I want to go away for the weekend to Brooklyn, if I want to go out to the country, obviously I'm going to go to Luger's for a nice getaway summer weekend in fucking Brooklyn. Brooklyn, though? Yeah. The country? Yeah. Get over there in big sky country, around the trees, the swimming pools. York you're talking yeah. about? Okay, because I think I'm thinking of something else. Um... What does Lily know, anyway? Whoa! Oh, here we go. Fuck you, Rochester slut. Yeah, well, what's in Rochester? What kind of... Whoa! Oh, he's Whoa! not stopping now. She's eating garbage plates up there. <laughs> what the fuck? Nice, Johnny. <laughs> Johnny ripping Lily. I didn't know you two didn't get along. Uh, that's, nah, she's all right. You know? no, yeah. She bugged Sounds him. it. She bugged him during my wedding. I was thinking about having Bobby Slayton do fucking 15 minutes on her on the next Unmasked <laughs> since they don't get along. Why? What happened at your wedding? No, I just, I, I, I recall Johnny telling me, you know, it was great and stuff, but she was just a no, uh, bothering him a lot. What? Trying to make the, the day go wonderful? 
This isn't from me. I remember Johnny yeah. saying, "Boy, she's a little bit uh, tough." Is the word he? No, used. no, that was that was the other girl involved in planning your wedding. That was was difficult. Who's that? Don. Oh, oh! oh! Wiki takes a oh! shot. Bye, bye, Donny. Don Wiki Wicklin. <laughs> Johnny's on a rampage. <laughs> I, I remember one time during that during your plans, fucking uh, he says to me. Wiki started talking to me about table settings and <laughs> tablecloth code, and I finally was like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" I go, "I'm playing a radio show, yeah. not a wedding. I fucking worry what goes through the speakers, not how it looks." I had more talk about cake with him than I did for my own wedding. <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> and we we still have in my parents' garage that gigantic sign of my me and my wife's. Silly heads. Oh, that was a beautiful picture Mike yeah. Kaka took of you. And yeah, then, it was a great job. Yeah, by Mike Kaka. Then later, you got upset. Great job by him. You were a little jealous of him. Yes, because I thought he was ta he was taking you know, Pisabella, Pisabella, take a picture with me. Come on here, <laughs> Dave. This is how you pose with the lady. He's like affecting this Italian fucking accent and shit. Uh huh. And then he was had his arm around my wife, took his glasses off. Was like, come on, Dave. This is what you're doing. It was just the hand was like a, a centimeter from her breast. By the way, why did you cut your hair like a fetus that day? You. <laughs> That was the worst. I kept it tight. And that's the worst haircut of your life. Um, and you had it for your wedding. I was getting my head shaved quite a bit in those days for bets that I was losing. So uh, it was just, you know, growing back. It was right, now, John, I just want to point out something about Mike Kaka. He likes to relax people. He gets in character like you do. He it was, was seductive. It was fucking the graduate. It was just reverse it. He was Mrs. Robinson. My wife is poor old Dustin Hoffman. Plastics. Plastics is the future. And I could see what was going on. Esme, tell me the truth. Did Mike want to have sex with Casey? I thought so. Just by the body language. I thought he did. And this is a true story. Yes, tapping twice actually. You're bananas. Once Dave. at Rockahula Luau, and then once for the what happened pictures. at Rockahula Luau? That was another time they took sexy pictures. In my opinion, yeah. I got upset at my wife then too. I see. Twice. I think you're a little crazy, Dave. Right. I think you're crazy, <laughs> Johnny. Right. Relax. <laughs> now, Johnny. Yes. I have your worst nightmare. Lily's on the phone right now. Oh, oh boy. Hi, buddy. Hey, what do you say, darling? Well, I just wanted to call out Hard Rock Donnie, and although I love you, Johnny, and you asked what could I possibly know about the restaurant business, and I'll tell you no, no, what I didn't, I know I didn't about the restaurant that. business. What? I just said, what do you know about when you're sitting up there in fucking Rochester knowing about anything right now? What? Well, what I know, I know about good food. That is one thing that I know about. She does. Now, I know it's not a burger joint, but my dad has a restaurant. Oh! 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 Fire's back. I One thought of the only thing you knew about New Jersey was restaurants reviewed as excellent in the New York Times. That's what I know about restaurants. So. I thought you only knew about dating every guy at the radio station. Oh! Oh! From it was two. It was two. Two? Are you sure that was it? Well, wait, we, let's define date. <laughs> wow, where uh, is this coming from, Johnny? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? If if he was here, I would fucking accuse him of me handing him notes. <laughs> I came out of nowhere. Yeah, that was a little uncalled. It was. It's still new leaf. I don't date anybody I work with anymore. You're done with those? You're done with those oh, days? Ab absolutely, yeah. Because I heard you were dating Wheeze. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe she's... Lily. Rumors. She's working for the bills. 
I heard the only two people she's dated in the last year are Weez and Jamie. And it's very <laughs> uncomfortable in this show. <laughs> <laughs> Lily, when, in the family. when are you going to come down and, and hang out with us again one day? Um, I'm actually off next week, so I think I'll be in the city next week. So I'll pop in one of those days. You, you sure you and Snoop Dogg not going to be doing anything? <laughs> did you love it? Did you love the picture of me? Yeah, too? I did. I, I cracked up. First of all, yeah. Franklin has got to learn a little hipness. The excitable yeah. baby face that he had going on, like he was meeting <laughs> Santa. <laughs> yeah, he was like that all night. It was funny. Um, so you, you guys had a good time with Snoop, huh? Yeah, absolutely. Snoop is, like, as far as my generation goes and, like, the pot smoker, like, he, he's like the Bob Marley of this generation in a sense when it comes to promoting. What are you laughing at, Dave? And I think he's awesome. Huh? Dave's just started laughing. Comparing Snoop, who's, you know, a good rapper, to Bob Marley. Mm -hmm. a, no, a I said as far as being a marijuana acti activist is promoting the use of marijuana. That's what I'm saying. I didn't compare the music at all. You know, as far as with Bob Marley, smoking pot is like so far down on my list. Yeah, I don't think he was, that was his main thing, was his well, message. Rasta, all Rastafari well, smoke pot. That's what, so that's water. basically what Rastafari is, is, you know, you, you're believing in the healing power of marijuana. Mm. So, yeah, I think he was a huge activist. Yeah, I believe it. Oh, yeah, you know what? Dave started hiding since you've been away. Dave is enjoying the weed. I've been hiding. Anything nice. lately? Um, I could bring you some the, nice treats. Uh, over the weekend, yeah, but not the last two or three days because, you know, car and all that shit. Have you uh, cop lately? No. I'm I'm really, really, uh, what is that called? Rationing out the uh, last pot that uh, my friend got, got me. Mm. Who's your friend? Um, you don't you don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Butcher. <laughs> we don't need to Butcher. say the name. Maybe, maybe Fez will surprise you with some weed. Give you some Butcher weed on Friday. <laughs> That'd be wonderful. To try to make up some of the stuff that's going down. All right, Lily, we'll see you very soon. All right, come see me. All right, I'll see you next week, buddy. Bye-bye. Right, there she goes. Johnny? Can I come in the same day Lily does? <laughs> I, I, never, I never saw you beat up on a girl before. And uh, bring up her sexual past. Why do it? Good job. No, I don't know what took what what overcame me to do that. It seems like you really don't like her on some level. No, no, I love Lily. Okay, because that weirded me out. <laughs> All right, see you soon, Johnny. All right, boy, see ya. Right. Let me tell you, I, I adore that man. Hanging out at his place the other night with everything happening with Earl. One of the funnest times I've ever had. He's a beacon of hospitality, that Johnny. Even when I met up with him at the Giants game, he was trying to, you know, come on over. We got this. We got that. I said, no, no, no. Come on. You've done me right so many times. I'm not going to now eat your fucking tailgating food. thought that was a little intrusive. But the uh, man, I mean, you know, just recently copped me, uh, comped me and praised. Oh, yeah. He takes care of all the retards. He told me. We had a nice little meal. Sat down there. I said, what am I doing with my life? <laughs> Sitting here eating cheeseburgers with this guy. Um, all right. We got to uh, take a uh, break here. Let me get back. Uh, something's been bothering Hicks. What is it, Hicks? Yeah, some World Cup news. They have some, uh, they're have some. they worried about the amount of rapes going on in South Africa. All right. Let's cut down Cup. on the rapes. I want to hear about right. this. It's around a Fez show. Uh, so let's get going. There's no other choice. God willing... We will prevail in peace and freedom from fear and in true health through the purity and essence of our natural fluids. 
but we're still trying to figure out the meaning of that last phrase. There's nothing to figure out, General Turgeson. This man is obviously a psychotic. Ron and Fez show, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, doing the Bobby Slayton Unmasked tomorrow. Should be uh, a real good time. Uh, and coming up uh, a little bit, are we, do we have the room on Monday? Are we going to make that announcement or? Oh, we do have the room, yes. It's confirmed, yeah. All right, so why don't we make the announcement tomorrow then? Mm, cool. All right, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. So what's been on your mind, Hicks? All right, so a South African doctor is going to distribute 30,000 anti-rape condoms during the World Cup because they're, because of all the rapes going down out there. It's called the Rape Axe, and so it's a woman, a condom woman in search itself, and the interior has tiny spines which attach to a guy's cock if he's raping her, and so the fucking thing gets attached to your cock. Uh, you so you're out. still getting raped. You just get to hurt the rapist. Yeah, I guess you get to catch them. I guess. Yeah, <laughs> and that's so the, it's um, like a little cup with a sharp thing in there. Yeah, with a bunch of tiny spines that attach to your cock and hurt yeah. you. Uh, I heard about this story with IUDs before too. Mm. I can't even think about something sharp hitting your fucking hard dick. I guess it's it's also like a, it's a bunch of little ones just digging into your cock, hard oh. cock. That you can't get off, so you'll have a bloody condom attached to your cock. All right, jeez. And they identify you like the dye pack right, with bank robbers. Except it's needles in your hard cock. <laughs> it's a little tougher. Porcupine dick. You're going to leave it with porcupine dick. <laughs> well, I hope no one uses these just to get back at a, a boyfriend or something. That they really do... Save them for rapists. Hmm, I don't know whether you know this could be helpful, Fez. If you, I don't see if they make any that go into your ass. And with Watley, you better get a, the extra, the double XL. Just have to remember to take it out before you wipe. There is a new band leader for the Tonight Show with Jay Leno, Benny Goodman. Congratulations! It's Ricky Minor and the band from American Idol. Now, Ricky Minor and the band, he's taking the whole band with him? They, the Tonight Show band's fired? Oh, I, I think it's just Ricky Minor. Oh, I thought you meant that he, he'd want to come in with his band. Because uh, look at the Roots, they're in there as a band. So, so far I've just heard Ricky Minor. So it won't be Max Weinberg. I don't know how I got the Ricky Minor in the band then. I must be crazy. So it's, to me, it's, there's, it seems like the band leader jobs... There's just a few people that are doing them. It's like they're just rotating from show to show. Yeah, I don't imagine there's a lot of band leaders out there. So, And I don't know how awkward this is going to be for Max Weinberg if he wants to go back with Conan O'Brien and the Loco Network. He's not out on the uh, road with them right now. They're doing those road gigs. Uh-huh. No Max. Yeah, but Bruce has some some dates. I I think that's why there's no Max. I think Max was used by Jay Leno all this whole time. It's just more evil Jay Leno, fucking <laughs> just nasty shit that he does. Why are you such an anti Jay Leno guy? No, I just I I think that he he leaks these stories. He leaked the you know back when Carson was the host. He leaked that shit that yeah, the okay. NBC you know and he just has a, such a history of this type of stuff. And it is, it's kind of underhanded. So you're just on Max's side because he's from Jersey. 
No, I think that, well, yeah, that's one of it. Uh, B, he's in E Street Band. And three, I think Jay Leno's doing this to screw with Conan, but he's now bringing innocent bystanders like Max Weinberg into the mix. Apparently, they didn't like Max over there too much if you're reading some of the stuff in the paper, and I don't know what's true and what isn't. But apparently, they weren't all that crazy about Max. Maybe he won't be making the TBS move. Yeah, but Conan liked him, and that's all that counts. I mean, emails. We get emails. And now, Ron and Fez, the show of the future, brings you... Electronic mail. Mail sent electronically. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Electronic mail. Mail sent electronically. We don't go back and use mail like the old days. We actually send it computer to computer. And you're able to do that, too, if you ever want to send us anything. Uh, it's Ron and Fez at AOL.com. Uh, tons of these emails that came in about Dave uh, upset about Conan's move to TBS. Dave said, how many times is he going to get bumped for the Braves games? Uh, and time and time again, people pointed out the Braves hasn't been on TBS since 2006. You'd think a sports guy would know that. Oh, wow. I had no idea. Well, I guess I just don't know all the ins and outs of Atlanta baseball, but uh, I thought uh, that's very news to me. Mm. Uh, hold on. Stephen uh, Toronto wants to correct you, Fez. Steve, hey, go ahead. Buddies. Yeah. What's going on, my friends? Yeah. Uh, basically, the reason why I'm calling is uh, you guys were talking about Max Weinberg. It's actually Kevin Eubanks from the Tonight Show band that's going to be leaving Jado. Max Weinberg can be back with Conan. That's all good. Do you understand but, now, uh, Fez? Yeah, I screwed that up. I used the wrong name. No, you didn't. You said it correctly. The Max Weinberg thing was Max was supposedly going for that job. And I was giving you a chance to tee off on this guy. You had said everything correctly. It was he that was wrong. All right, emails. We got emails. Uh, this was about Hicks bringing up some of his favorite rap songs. And as you know, Hicks is the aloof hipster from Wannabe fucking Williamsburg, Astoria, Queens. I want to be. This says, does Hicks just wiki these groups to get his favorite song names? Clint Eastwood, straight out of Compton? Really? Thanks, Captain Obvious. I bet you like the now 1 to 1,000 CDs, too. You dope. Fuck you. I'm sorry I'm not deep-tracking gorillas in goddamn NWA. I'm sorry. I apologize. <laughs> Jesus, I'm not sorry I'm not going into deep in their fucking catalog. I'm sorry. Clint Eastwood's a great fucking song that was everywhere. It was huge. It was awesome. Why don't you just fucking come out and play uh, I Will Always Love You from The Bodyguard? You've changed. You've changed. Wow, I've never seen him so angry. This team might need a little vacation. Or at least a double down, KFC. Don't think I'm dropping my lawsuit. This one, no, uh, this one's angry with me. It says, Ron, you mentioned in passing yesterday that Victoria Jackson was a Tea Party nut. I'd love to hear what you meant by this. Do you think the people that organize are frustrated with the government, even if some of them are not as intelligent as us, are nuts? Thanks, Johnny Dickshot in Wally. In Raleigh. 
Well, Johnny Dickshot, I don't mean to offend you. No, I met Victoria Jackson is a nut with the Tea Party. And what, the thing about this that hurts is because she has some level of show business awareness, that makes her a gigantic star in the right wing because they don't get a lot of stars. You know, they get a couple. Uh, they get the Midnight Cowboy and fucking Victoria Jackson, and they're both crazy as fucking bad shit. Victoria Jackson goes on and talks like a retard. You don't want her to represent you. She does a dumb blonde act without even meaning to. I'm, I'm wow, look at that defensive play. Look at that fucking defensive play by the catcher. Unbelievable. Sensational stuff. One good thing about um, this time of year is you do get t 10 great fucking plays on ESPN. It's one reason to watch ESPN again. Yeah. But I'm surprised that uh, the Tea Party isn't going after Terry Sweeney. <laughs> Just go after the whole gang. Get Lovitz, Nor Dunn. The, from the dark years? <laughs> from the Saturday Night Live dark years? Go for it. Victoria Jackson. Uh, well, Victoria Jackson's fucking awful. No, she's terrible. And she's not helping you Tea Party people. And she's on Fox News all the time, and I'll tune in, and it's like, He's oh a God. communist socialist trying to hurt our country. <laughs> it's not fucking helping you. It's baby talk about health care. Now, I do like, uh, my only complaint about the Tea Party is I wish they would have been there during the Reagan years. I don't know why they were happy uh, with the fucking Bush years. You're still paying a ton of fucking taxes no matter who's in there. You don't want to take 2% off your taxes. If you're anti-taxes, let's fucking knock off the 35 to 40% you're paying even during a fucking Republican. Uh, this one, oh, this is an attack. Uh, well, not an attack. This is a reflection on you, Fez. Um, so the other day, you compared your mother to Hitler and your brother to the SS. And the guy writes, nah, no fucked up memories there. It is a little extreme, don't you think? Maybe, but I thought it was the best example to use to get it out to people. Mm. So they could understand. This one says, listening to the audible version of today's show, and I just realized that a little while before Dave had his blow up with Fez, I guess that was earlier this week, mm -hmm. you two went at it hot and heavy. You asked Dave, so marijuana has really made you stress free. And he said, it really has, Ronnie B. Mm -hmm. Brilliant in retrospect. Yeah, he was just bragging about how marijuana has calmed down his his bad attitude and ended up just screaming at Fez. It all can't be talking about people sucking each other's cocks and crying in elevators. That was fucking just lunacy. This one is about Mafia Life Chris. It says, why does Mafia Life Chris want another reality show when he's doing so well starring on Cake Boss? <laughs> I've never seen Cake Boss, but I take it that that's funny. I guess there's an Italian on Cake Boss. Yeah, Cake Boss guy is a resemblance to the Mafia Life Chris. Embarrassing thing happened to me today. Just humiliating. It's well, Fez, you, you brought up one of our guest movies, but we'll shake it off. Well, besides that, even more humiliation. Just a day of humiliation, I guess. I don't know. So I'm on. I'm on some new pills, uh, for the diabetes. Pills are good. <laughs> and this new one makes me on uh, a little gaseous on the gaseous side, to the point where it's hard to control. 
So we have the big staircase in the lobby, which I hate, but I had to go, I had to go down the stairs today and my body just lets one go in the most crowded open space that we have here at Sirius XM. Just humiliating. I'm sure the receptionist or other people heard it. And then I'm just trying, then I'm trying to just run down the stairs and get away as fast as I can so that it's, they, I can't be spotted in the vicinity. Just humiliating. How'd it smell? I didn't stick around to see. I'm sure it wasn't pleasant for the lobby. Now I'm just trying to go. I'm using the elevators and just going around, avoiding the lobby as best as I can. You're taking a one-floor elevator ride from 36 to 37? Yes, yeah, so it doesn't happen again until my body gets used to this stuff. Well, if someone smells it in the elevator going into it, we horrified. Well, hopefully, I'm not exerting myself like I would be on the stairs, and my body gives me a break on it as I go by. It and then I had a flashback to one of the more embarrassing stories of my life. When this was when I was sitting in church years and years ago, I had to do a Bible reading that morning. We're doing uh, in front of the entire church, and out of nowhere, an erection comes up. Where I have no idea how, why, I wasn't thinking of anything. It just appears, and I'm moments away from being called up there to do an Old Testament reading. Can't get this thing to go away. And actually ended up, when I went up to the, uh, to the front of the church to read at the little lectern there, I kind of faked a limp so that it would, wouldn't be so obvious that I was going up there with an erection. You're like American Pie over here today, Watley. Oh, just, just a nightmare. And then, of course, everyone wondered what was wrong with my leg, because I limped up there. Mm. Was there a good-looking fucking minister, or priest, whatever you have there? It had nothing to do with any of that. It just it just arrived. It just showed up. And of course, I'm not in jeans. I'm in, you know, dress pants. So it's all the more obvious. So you're farting and getting hard on the Fez Watley story. Hey, look who it is. Jay Moore, how are you, Jay? Hey, Bob, buddy. Hey, buddy. I'm, uh, I'm in the neighborhood. I just want to come by and say hello. Sure, come on over. All right. See you in a bit. All right, peace. Jay Moore making the scene. Jay Moore bringing it in in a big, big way. All right, Ron and Fez show. Davey Mack, what do you got on your uh, on your mind today? What's happening in the Dave's world? I know you've been following the news very, very closely. Orlando Hudson mm. um, said he's a, ba he's a second baseman for the Twins said uh, about Jermaine Dye, who's a heck of a baseball player. He said, you know, the guy's got 27 home runs, 81 RBIs. He can't get a job in this league. Gary Sheffield, Hall of Famer, can't get a job in this league. Uh, I'm not going to say it, but we both know what the issue is. Basically saying that these two guys couldn't get a job in baseball because they're black. 
So he's starting a whole little the, the the race shit this year. I don't know what's going on with baseball. Why this year? See, there's race all over the place. Maybe Sheffield can't fucking get a job in baseball because he's forty. Yeah, and you know he did have a job with the Mets a little bit, and you know uh, hit a couple of home runs, got his five hundredth, but that's it. Mm-hmm. Gary's done. As for Jermaine Dye, the guy is has a fucking terrible attitude. Always did. Him and Milton Bradley going around, always flipping people off, yelling at people. That's why they're not in the game. But for Orlando Hudson to start saying now, these guys, no team in 2010 is going to deny a player who could help their ball club because of their skin color. I just, I just can't believe that. And I don't think there's any place for him to even say it. Um, did you see the Jerry Jones video? Yes, I did. All right, let's uh, pull it up here. This is Jerry Jones all fucked up. And you'll hear him slurring away uh, his way through this. But uh, basically taking some shots at Tim Tebow and Bill Parcells. And really, it's just um, Bartok. Just Bartok and nothing else. It was a miracle. It was a miracle, wasn't it? He almost never got in, and he almost got in. T-Bow would never hit the field. What if you were the Jaguars, sir? Would you just, recruit, just draft him to sell him the jerseys? That's the only reason I brought in Bill Postel. Sell him to him a fucking race. Bill's not right. Shit. I love him. Yeah, I know you. Now what's shit, but I wanted a business. They were on my ass so bad about Jerry's got to have a yes man. So to get this fucking statement, I need to bring his ass But you, would, you wouldn't take Chivo in the third round. Why? You never get on the field. I can't get him out there. I can't get him out there. Drunken Jerry Jones holding fucking court with these young pricks who immediately YouTube this. Yeah. Uh, and, of course, now it's all over ESPN. Um... Nothing he said wasn't regular bar talk, but the league is going to be pissed about this. Now, he brings up the fact that he didn't even want Parcells, but he needed to do it for a PR version of here's an independent guy. But, you know, you could tell Parcells never had a chance because he never had the owner's backing. No, and that's what I hate about these drunks in this video. They don't ask good follow-up questions because I thought the Parcells thing is is much better than Tebow. But they kept asking about, so you wouldn't draft Tebow? But he get, he just called Parcells a yes man. No, he's saying that he couldn't have a yes man. Oh, he couldn't. So he have went it. and got Parcells. Okay, but he, even still, then he says though that Parcells, you know, he's equating him to shit and stuff. I would no, he's saying hear. he ain't worth his shit. He ain't worth his shit. He ain't worth his shit. In other words, he didn't win the fucking Super Bowl for me. Uh, but it, it, obviously, he doesn't want to do things that aren't his way. Yeah, he just wanted. To get the press off his back in Dallas because he hadn't won in a while, which is really goes to show you, even if you have a billion dollars, you can't get people off your dick. <laughs> and here in the case of this, these fucking guys, they get the opportunity to sit around and talk to a drunk Jerry Jones, and they got to YouTube it. They just can't be fucking cool. Just the, and the cackling laughter is a yeah. little bit irritating. <laughs> but you know what? You'll ne- you never saw Steinberg. Steinberg would just say these things, but he'd say them sober. He'd call up the papers right. and say this kind of type of insanity. Um, this guy was just trying to hang out and have some pops with his, the guys. So he's fucked. Uh, the league is going to be pissed at him. 
um, for for giving that. I hope that interview. someone gets uh, Parcells on the phone, and just gets his take on the whole thing. Mm. I would love to hear it because that he won't, you know, he won't hold back either, and he 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 doesn't want to be made to look foolish. Well, let's do this. Let's send a fucking bottle of Jameson's over, <laughs> and then see if we can't fucking get Parcells for a rebuttal. <laughs> I think you'd have to send some spaghetti meatballs. What do you think the league's going to do to him, Fez? You fall football. Um, I think they're going to fine him. From Just the, a fine, no suspension, no, nothing. Yeah, no suspension. He'll get like, uh, well, not to him, but a hefty fine. Well, I think that the part that hurts is talking about the draft in that way. Mm -hmm. uh, because, let's face it, you kind of are fucking with a kid's career now. You know what I mean? Like... If suddenly the other team, and I'm sure everybody has somewhat similar feelings to what he has. Yeah. But to do this of the nobody wants him really has to cost a few bucks to Tim Tebow. I guarantee you his boss, his agent is shitting himself today. So, yeah, after Jerry Jones said that, it has to be. I, well, Tebow, it wipes it's got to drop the stock. Yeah, yeah, it wipes out all the endorsements Tebow had been getting. Well, recently. Well, we're talking about his actual football money, yeah. what his football money is worth, and could that fuck with his, his draft? Um, it's going to hurt. You know, he just did a sports center thing with John Gruden, where Gruden was sh trying to show him off as he's changing. You know, here's how you, he's, he's going to throw a ball like an NFL QB, and now Jerry Jones just shitting on him has hurt him yeah, it's, good, it's just going to hurt his stock because where you get drafted has everything to do with how much money you make. That's the whole fucking oh, thing. Yeah. I mean, it's almost a union job now where <laughs> if you go within the first five picks, you're worth this much. Next five picks, a couple fucking rounds yeah. back. And they have shit. slotted stuff. And that's why when you scratch your head when a rookie is a, there's a rookie holdout because the NFL team knows that the number six pick first round should make X amount of dollars. Mm -hmm. Why this guy wants more is beyond everyone. Now, these like are the same kinds of fucking people who care about any get pissed about anything socialized. And you basically have socialized football in this fucking country. <laughs> you have all these guys working together to decide what the market value of of someone they've never even seen play. Yeah. Cuz really you're planning the market value of someone for the next five years, ten years from now, guys that are in high school, the market value is being set for them based on this kind of shit. They don't even try and hide it because remember the 49ers, I forget the guy's star receiver, rookie receiver last year was a holdout for a few games. And they were even saying, hey, you got drafted here. You're supposed to be making, you know, $2 million. That's the way it That's is. That's it. And even worse, it's almost collusion what the baseball owners were accused of in the mid-80s when they weren't taking any free agents. Mm. You know, they were they were getting together, and, and they ended up having to pay the players' union hundreds of millions of dollars because that's not the way dem democracy fucking works, or specifically capitalism, I should say. Mm. Uh, here's uh, Dave in Colorado. You're on Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, I just want to back up what uh, Dave's saying there. The race card in baseball is complete bullshit. Somebody like Jermaine Dye, he turned down a $4 million contract, and now, you know, you're throwing this out there, and, you know, you pay the guy what he's worth, and if you didn't want it, he'd go fuck himself. And secondly, 
Yeah. Uh, as far as MLB front offices, if you look at, at the executives who run baseball and stuff like that, 75% of them are either black or Hispanic. So there's there's no argument here. Well, his problem is not <laughs> is saying that racism is the Hispanics against blacks. That's what basically he's saying, that the Hispanics have edged blacks out. This isn't a black-white thing. Right, but he's wrong if they think that, you know, Jermaine Dye or Gary Sheffield aren't getting jobs because they're black, if that's the reason. And that was what he was insinuating. Uh, here is uh, Paul in Florida. You're on Manifest. Hey, Ronnie. Um, I'm kind of glad that Jerry Jones is maybe may get fined because he's had such a big mouth over the years that maybe it's caught up with him because you know he probably says this shit all the time. It's just finally he got caught. But it's not going to be a real... Mark Cuban is also in Dallas, and those guys get fined, and they hang out, and they love each other. They're big hat people. They don't give a fuck. Why should he care? Yeah. You think it's going to fucking affect whether he gets his, pays his cable bill? <laughs> and, and furthermore... Yeah, his, go ahead. He, his, uh, you know, his reputation might be tarnished a little bit now. It's been tarnished for years. You're the kidding guy has me, right? Face surgery. The guy looks wears fur coats. He's ridiculous. He's a cartoon character. Okay. <laughs> I um, Fez wrote a book to me. He's not a Rooney in Pittsburgh. And uh, said this: uh, Jay Moore is coming in tomorrow. He had some problems downstairs trying to get into the building. See if you can get Jay back on. Now. See what I can do for him. Um, Jay, they wouldn't let you into our building? No, man. They swooped in like I was holding a bomb. What happened? I got a little teacup Yorkie, a little three-pound dog. And uh, everyone told me uh, it was okay. And then when I came in, they just, you know, rules are rules. There's no dog allowed in the building. It's ridiculous. I think of all, I think of all the times I went into that building... With drugs on my body. Sure. And now I'm holding a teacup. They can't, one, I literally was, was a three-prong attack. These people... But anyway, the, I want to see you guys. So maybe tomorrow or Friday. I, I'd love to come in. And, anytime yeah. you want to come in, we'd love to have you. Uh, these people a, are assholes. I was going to bring a puppy to cheer Fez up. That would have been fantastic. Nice. We'd love to have a little teacup in here. Short she's and so damn cute. She's so damn cute, Ronnie. I know you're always out walking the thing in New York. You, you you love that dog. Oh, she's the best. It's the kind of dog that if Dave had her, he'd get drunk and roll over to sleep and crush her to death. This Aww. fucking place, here's the uh, things that they do here. Number one, they they uh, if you come in with a laptop, they run it through like it's a bomb. You can fucking destroy a, a laptop in these fucking x-ray machines. But what happens is we can bring it in. So a guest can't bring a laptop here. It's ridiculous. And then, of course, the David Crosby thing. They uh, told David Crosby he had to take his sunglasses off to get his picture taken. He goes, I'm David fucking Crosby. Fuck you. That guy is like a sperm bank. Holy smokes. They're, they're the worst. There's more kids than Sean Kemp, and it's all for lesbians. He's like yeah. the lesbian uh, pipeline for sperm. Look, you can hear well, it in Jay's voice. He's annoyed by this. He's annoyed. No, no, no. I'm, I'm walking briskly through Manhattan. I'm not annoyed at all. I'm very happy. Just, I'm, I'm a little disappointed Eastside Dave couldn't make it happen. I told Eastside Dave on the phone, he is Randy Velarde in a Derek Cheater world. I wasn't talking to you. Why weren't you downstairs <laughs> making this fucking thing happen? Dave, you should want to run him down. This is Jay Moore. He, he was just talking to me about Randy Velarde and, and Gary Gallego, and then you called me into the studio, so I didn't even get any of this. Hey, Dave, let's not gloss over how good a line that was, Dave, by the way. Dave, you should have head downstairs, 
put the Yorkie under your shirt, fucking came up that way. He didn't tell me about any of this business. I, Dave, if, I known, if I had known, if I had known, I would have pitbulled him. Hey, Dave, let me tell you something. I never had any problems like this when Earl was around. Earl that's Douglas. true. Well, that's because he was in, he wasn't he didn't work in this fucking you know Mission Impossible building over here. I don't know what that means. I'm sorry, you lost me on that one. It made sense. All right, Jay, we apologize to you. Oh, I don't care. I just look forward to seeing you guys. Yeah, man. same I'm, here. I'm out on the East Coast a lot, so I'm glad to see you. All right, my friend. We'll see you either tomorrow or Friday. All right, buddy. All right, bye. Thanks, Jay. Oh, that's ridiculous. So stupid. Um. Robert, South Carolina. Hey, gentlemen. Uh, just wondering, can you really legitimately find Jerry Jones if he didn't consent to be videotaped and this was released without his authorization? It's not an official statement. He feels he has freedom of speech just to say what he wants, doesn't he? Uh, no, absolutely not. None of the players have that. Um, it's almost like you say, hey, I have freedom of speech, so I'll start bad-mouthing the place that I work for. No, that's not what the fuck the freedom of speech thing is. Mm. You kind of sign up for certain things. It's you have freedom to say it, but you don't have to work for that organization. So um, this happens with players all the time. They get in, in trouble for shit that they Twitter. The way I see it, Jerry probably woke up the next day, doesn't even remember meeting these fucking kids. And Jerry Jones probably has no idea that you could take a video with a phone. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like, he didn't know what the fuck he was doing. <laughs> Sitting around some airport bar, just shit-faced. Some young frat boys get him to say stupid shit, laughing at everything he said while he's holding court. To me, you look over, Jerry looked like he wanted to bang every one of them. <laughs> he is from Texas. Very dainty. a little more liberal when it comes to that kind of thing. Dainty man. <laughs> Yeah? Always cared about his appearance, you know? That's, that's <laughs> yeah. All the face surgeries and the I got weirdness. a problem with a guy who has face surgery, he, too. He kind of... It's effeminate. I always thought he was like a the Liberace of sports team owners. You know, he's, he's a flamboyant guy. He's got the... With the rings and the with the coats. All right, let's go over to guys that we know had face work done. Um, you look at a Burt Reynolds. I'm sorry, but that's effeminate. Yeah, that's an odd But you odd did look. yourself as effeminate. Um, Kenny Rogers, effeminate. Yeah, I heard it doesn't work. If it fucking worked, it would be one thing, you know. If you suddenly looked thirty-five when you were sixty, you'd be like, "That fucking's great." <laughs> but it makes you look like a snare drum, and and just really prissy almost. You, you take away all your masculinity. It almost looks like once you get that face surgery, you can't even grow facial hair. Well, what it to. looks like, you look then look like an old woman. Who's had face surgery? That's the problem. You lose whatever makes you masculine or feminine. You just become something else. Yeah. Well, the eyes get pulled back in like some sort of cat-like thing, which looks feminine to begin with. Where you end up looking like Catwoman. So you think Mongolians, feminine-looking. I'm trying to think whoever had their eyes pulled back. I just tried to see if there was anything to go with this. Um, here's, uh, here's Terry, you're on Hello? Yeah. I, uh, I just wanted to call and kind of clear the air with, uh, Jerry Jones being in Dallas and everything. Nobody in Dallas really likes him. I mean, especially for the simple fact that when he first bought the Cowboys, first thing he did was get rid of Tom Landry. That was his biggest fucking mistake right there. And he got rid of him in a shitty way. I mean, you know, he... 
made a call. I mean, and then, well, and again, then, uh, that goes back. But the guy is also from Oklahoma. And um, But he could give him a ceremony. The guy was the only coach the Dallas Cowboys ever had. And you, you give that type of person a ceremony. You could argue. Well, he's definitely one of the top five coaches all time. You could argue he's the number one coach. The people from Dallas could sit there and argue he's the greatest coach who ever lived. I mean, he has incredible fucking record, blah, blah, blah. You know, he's a top five coach. Yeah, I mean. To be treated this way. It's also, it's always a, a reflection of what does happen in business, you know? Yeah, just out with the old and with the new, but don't even give a fuck about it. You know, um, Tom Landry, I just learned this statistic. Won 17 opening games in a row. 17 in a row. 17 years. The first game of the season, you put a W in there for the Cowboys. That's retarded. Yeah. They were a powerhouse <laughs> fucking franchise for a long time. Two decades. Mm-hmm. You're winning your first game of the year. And I guarantee you, not one of those wins was an upset. They were expected <laughs> to come out and win. It's amazing. You know, his longevity really was, him and Shula, their longevity was, is startling. Yeah, it was a different game in those days. A different yeah. game. Yeah. These guys now, they burn out so fast because they're working 200 hours a week. Yeah. They, guys going like this. Yeah, I'm, I'm uh, you know, coaching the Cardinals. Uh, I never met my wife. <laughs> I never had the opportunity. I've emailed back and forth, but um, love to meet her. Love to see what she's like. That Jay thing's really on my fucking nerves right now. But what are you going to do? This fucking building is this building. And I go through the same things with people. Where like I can't have a laptop up. Like I don't know what the fuck happens downstairs. I bad, I bypass all these assholes. It's upsetting, and you see the same people every day. And God forbid you don't bring your thing, or you say, "But my, I left my ID uh-huh. upstairs. I left it upstairs." I'm telling you, uh, Bob, you're on Fez. Uh, Jerry Jones is from Arkansas, and uh, the fucking guy you talked about yesterday, Bruce Jenner. That's got to be the worst fucking Scarface in the world, right there. Um, I wait. I thought he was from Oklahoma. He's from Arkansas. Uh, He's from Arkansas. He was, Barry Switzer was a GA coach. Was his head was his coach, offensive line coach at University of Arkansas. Him and uh, but Switzer coached uh, in Oklahoma. Johnson. He's from Arkansas. Yeah, but Switzer coached in Oklahoma. Then this is not what anything GA to do with at Arkansas. Dumb fuck. Yeah, he Bob. Excuse him. Thank you for correcting us. I'm saying Ron was thinking maybe a Switzer. He coached in Oklahoma. Ryan Houston, you're on a fest. Hey, buddies. Uh, I was just calling to defend Jerry Jones a little bit on the Tebow issue. Uh, He was just saying that the Cowboys wouldn't draft uh, Tebow uh, because they've got Romo and they've got Kitna, and they drafted a quarterback last year. So I don't think he was affecting the draft stock. He was just saying the Cowboys themselves wouldn't draft him. Well, he wasn't putting it that way. What he said is he wouldn't take Tebow in the third round, and they asked him why, and he said he'll never see the field. He'll never be on the field. Exactly. He'll never get on the field for the Cowboys because they already have three quarterbacks. It's a debatable situation if he, if they do want to say that, Fez. Uh, Ryan's brought up a good point. He could say, I was talking about us, but the fact of the matter was, he was just fucked up trying to make some kids laugh. You know what I mean? He was just playing big, big JJ, enjoying himself. I like it. I like how he call it. he refers himself not only in the third person but also as the the, the J or whatever he said. He that. does. Yeah, <laughs> he was like they said that the J instead. They said that I need a yes man. It's they said that the J doesn't need a yes man. Um, is Scott Scott and Dallas Sherman Fizz? 
Hey, guys, love the show. Yeah. Hey, uh, you want to talk about how uh, Tom Landry got gypped on uh, on the Cowboys deal? The only thing that's really left over is by the new stadium they just built, like five miles of the highway has been renamed uh, Tom Landry Highway. That's good. Some shit. Put the doors on the signs. That's all he got. He could have got. He should have gotten a Hall of Fame. You 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 put a, a museum in the new stadium. You call it the Landry Museum. You fucking why, 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 not, why, but why not just change the name to the Dallas Landrys? Wait, <laughs> well, I got an even better name. You you change the name of the team to the Landrys, then Dallas should change to Landry. So they're the Landry Landrys. Oh, that would be cool. That's like a Sirhan Sirhan type deal. Absolutely. <clears throat> no one forget it. Fucks uh, Paul Brown over then. The hot dogs got, there. Yeah. yeah. Landrys. Okay. No, it was get your Landrys. What if you had to do your laundry? Would that Take it to the Landry. <laughs> now where it's confusing. <laughs> I'm going down to the Landry. Good, I'm starving. Grab me a Landry on the way back up. Okay. You don't want a highway named after you anyway. Why not? It's When you get a highway or a bridge, especially like the highway in front of the stadium, it's going to be bumper-to-bumper traffic getting in and out. Everyone's just going to bitch about being stuck on the Landry. All right, hold or on. stuck, you know, where it's like, oh, I hate the Tom Landry. It, it's backed up for hours. So you really wouldn't want a bridge or a highway named after you? It would be the worst thing in the world because I, it's I think, only... I think it's the second and third best things you can have named after you. What's the best? Cupcake. Um, but yeah, I would want a bridge or a highway named after me. I'd want a bridge for sure. You wouldn't want a highway? No, only because uh, bridges are beautifully, they, they look, they're aesthetically pleasing. Highways, a lot of garbage on the side of the road. Then I, I would feel compelled to <laughs> pick up my own highway all the you time. You guys are fucking nuts. <laughs> it would only be talked about in negative terms. Oh, all the potholes on Tom Landry. What about this? Just take the land. You're straight down. You get there in 15 minutes. It could be in good ways. <laughs> That's very rare, though, that you're going to be able rare. to take the Landry and get there in 10 minutes yeah. you, most uh, of the time. I'm telling you, I want people to drive the Bennington. I'll be proud. <laughs> I don't give a shit if they're backed up. You're going to be obsessed you know with what, the Bennington. You know what someone's saying? Who's oh, Sam one? Someone's saying. <laughs> Sam, Star Wars character. Sam wise. Sam? <laughs> Sam once said something about you. That's Who my did? partner if he was a Jedi. Uh, <laughs> or a Dave Body. It was Dave Body. Don't worry, even worry about it. We got to leave two hours early because the Landry is shit this time of day. But why would they call it the Landry if it was named after me? I'd be happy. I'd be happy with it. Then they would say, like, the GW. So they'd be like, the RB is backed up again. And then I would write traffic reports if, if this was 2005. Yeah, let people know if there's been a barbecue out there. <laughs> um, Avoid the RB. Keith, Trenton, you're on Run of Fez. Yeah, you definitely don't want to be on a Martin Luther King Boulevard and get shot. <laughs> well, let me tell you this. It's the one place if you're new to town and you want to know where to crack. <laughs> you just say, um, say the cab driver. Uh, take me to the Martin Luther King. <laughs> and drive slow. I'm going to keep an eye out for hookers and dealers. They really should change the name of those streets. How about a school? Would you want a school or everybody would hate it? Well, you would hate going to that school? That would yeah. Be, yeah, that would be rough, too. Same with an airport, where it's like, oh, the delays. F.S. Wattley International. Ooh, I'm thinking the airport would be awesome. I'd you know. fucking name a mental word after you. <laughs> I think any of those things would be nice. 
Makes you feel like fucking Caesar. <laughs> what about like uh, you know a, a trash you know like a, like a, a junkyard, a landfill? Yeah. Well, the, what, what about the rest stop areas that people get excited to be named after? It's a place where people go and shit and jerk each other off. Well, it's it's still everybody reads the name. It's like a nice fucking thing. I guess Lombardi's from Jersey. Yeah. Why did he get it? He was born there. Yeah, uh, yeah, he's he's from New Jersey. You know, he went to school at Fordham. He was he played football in Fordham, right here in the Bronx, yeah. New York. Yep, that's back when like and he was kind of coach for the Giants. You know, yeah. they, speaking of that, they had Landry and Lombardi as defensive and offensive coordinators on the same fucking team. What year? Like fucking fifty four or something? I, right before he got his job with the Packers. So I'll say like a, yeah, fifty seven, maybe fifty eight, something like that. Man, that's some coaching staff. Huh? <laughs> right. Well, you're the head coach, and you're basically the p- biggest piece of shit on your staff. Cause you Who was the head coach? The, uh, was Jesus. It, could have been Ali Sherman at that point. Should have been Nat Sherman. He's handing out cigars to everybody. Um, hey, uh, Ron, in Canada, you're on Ron Fez. Yeah. Hey, Fezzy. Love you guys. Fez, would you like a tunnel named after you? No. You know, the Watley Tunnel. It looks like an ass going in. I get it, but no. It's still going to be talked about. We got stuck in the Watley Tunnel for for uh, six hours. So you don't want anything named after you? No, I think um, I think uh, a stadium is good. I think a theater or an auditorium is nice because people have pleasant memories of that. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're going to see a great show at the Fez Watley Shrine Auditorium. But how often does that happen compared to a highway? Or a bridge. A highway or a bridge are used every day. Where you're going to go to an auditorium, you know, and, and let's face it, the Dorothy Chandler Auditorium, mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a shit. Yeah. Now, That's... I would dig it. Name anything like that after me. But uh, still, you know. I'd, I'd like a nice train station. I think that would be nice. Really? Kind of, yeah, kind of, you know, just a nice romantic thing there with the train station. Uh, Mr. Day, you're on my Fez. Yeah, there's a couple of highways in New York. I don't know who the guys are that they're named after, but I hate those guys because the highways are always packed up. The Van Wick? Who the hell is Van Wick? And Kosciuszko? Who the hell is Kosciuszko? Yeah. His highway is always packed up. I hate that guy. Yeah, I mean, we have come up with that thing uh, you really don't necessarily know. Like Dorothy Chandler I brought up. I don't know who she is, do you? I have no clue who Dorothy mm. Chandler is. So you guys wouldn't want a school, you wouldn't want a highway or a bridge named after you. It's got to be a, st- a stadium or a fucking uh, showroom, a Vegas showroom. <laughs> I'd like a restaurant, you know. See, this is what happens. We have the Ed Sullivan Theater here where David Letterman does his show. And they offered to name it David Letterman Theater when he went there. And he goes, no. I don't take away Sullivan's theater. It's not fucking right. Now, in hindsight, he's been there longer than Sullivan. You know what I mean? <laughs> Maybe they could, they'll change it when he's about to leave. Yeah, but that's still the insult will be the insult. <sighs> but yeah, the David Letterman were, is going to be matter more to people. I guarantee you, 
no fucking children or even fucking young adults that remember who Ed Sullivan was. Yeah, I would have no... I mean, I know he introduced the Beatles, and he obviously is a huge TV host, but... Try to get the doors not to say higher. Right. I just always thought that he looked like Nixon. I, when I was a little kid, I got that. It's very, very much like him. Uh, Gabriel, New York, you're on Fez. Hey, would Fez like a roller coaster named after him? I wouldn't mind a roller coaster named after me, but please don't expect me to get on it for the christening ceremony. I'll just watch you know. Let these kids have the fun. Yeah, something fun like that. People would. I can't wait to ride the Watley. Yeah, that's a good one. Everybody gets a chance. Come on, ride the Watley. Come on, fuck his ass. Come on, ride the Watley. And fuck his ass. Roller coaster. Fuck. Here's, uh, what, this is the way the roller coaster is going to go. All right. I have Remember a, you farted today? Yes, I have medical problems. Then you got a fucking hard on? It was years ago, but oh. it reminded me. I flashed right back to the hard on day. You're the fucking one of the few people I've ever heard on that can remember a specific hard on. Maybe, so the hard on was caused by the flatulence? Yeah, he farted it up. <laughs> it's like he blew up his own tires, is the way he likes to put it. Played it. Uh, Anthony, Yonkers, Ron Fez. Hey, what's up, buddy? Yeah. yeah. I was curious, Fez, how would you like to have an elevator named after you? Uh, would that work for you? No, that doesn't work. People bitch about the elevators. An elevator will get stuck. Uh, Alex, Marilyn, you're on Ron Fez. Yeah, uh, Dave just said he wanted to have a restaurant named after him. I was wondering, would he call it McDonald's? Ah! <laughs> 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 you deserve a break today. You already look like the clown. Wait, remember this? All right, I'm gonna head up the steps. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I remember it. it. Was humiliating. We'll send the little red hair girl is very good friends with the receptionist. We'll. S- We'll send her down to see if she heard the rip take place. <laughs> I find out who the Giants coach was, by the way. Who was it? Jim Lee Howell. Oh, yeah. They used to call him the millionaire. <laughs> Jim Lee Howell and his wife. I hated that. His wife. That wife of his. Why? What do they call her? A Bad character. Lovey. Lovey. Bad. <laughs> what an annoying character, I thought. Um, let's go over here to uh, Matt, Wisconsin. Buddies. Yeah. How about a disease? It did a lot. You have a disease named after you. It did, some, it did great things for Lou Gehrig. It was one of the best things ever happened to Lou Gehrig, getting that <laughs> disease. It's kept his name alive. Mm, people would have remembered who Lou Gehrig was if he didn't have the, uh, the thing named after him. That- yeah, but he never would have got off the great speech. I always thought it was kind of ironic, though, that Catfish Hunter died of Lou Gehrig's disease. Just getting all fucking weird. Would it have been more ironic if he would have. Choked on a catfish bone? Well, that that would have been irony. That would have been super duper ironic, I suppose. <laughs> but maybe, you know, we could start calling it the catfish or something. I don't know. Give him a little shot. No, I think he has have some fucking catfish. Catfish fever. So he died from it? Mm-hmm. He's dead. Why is that? This is a, a fact that I don't remember. You think that, you know, catfish was my generation, loved the fucking guy? No, I'm not even holding uh, on to this at all. Well, What's the fucking seventies Yankees now in a weird spot? Because Bobby Bobby, you know, Mercer just had uh, has a little brain tumor. He's dead. Of course, Thurman Munson flew into you know, flew his plane in, into the ground. And then he the other guy, Catfish, dies of Lou Gehrig's disease. So basically what I'm saying is if you're Oscar Gamble or Greg Nettles, watch out. 
I'd always be watching out. That was Greg Nettles for other reasons, though. <laughs> um, Tom, Phil, you're on my fez. Yeah, I was wondering if uh, we had some connections to name the uh, cemetery in northern Virginia that Fez is going to uh, be buried and named after him. Would you want the Fez Watley Memorial Cemetery? No, I don't want people saying, hey, we're taking him to be buried in Watley. Ew. Bob, Tennessee, run first. And they have Arlington. Says, uh, how you have a named after you? Racehorse would be cool. That would be great. I would want it to win, but yeah. Just like you, Fez. Old nag. Comes Watley down the stretch. Oh! It's horse racing! But remember when you were stroking your cock in church? I was not jerking off in church. I just had this unexpected erection that came out of nowhere. Let me ask you this. What's the reason to share it today? I've known you for a long time. I've never heard this story. Why would this come up out of nowhere? It was so vivid in my mind. After the humiliating stares today, I'm like, and I'm like trying to get away from it. And I'm thinking, when did this happen before? Oh, yeah, in the church with the erection. Oh. So you actually sat there and started thinking, what other times I've been humiliated? I didn't even, I didn't even try thinking. It just, it just, the erection story just came into my mind. Uh, Brandon, Charlotte, you're in my face. Brandon. Hello. Yeah. Hey, the dogs at Watley Stadium taste like shit. Mm-hmm. He's saying the hot dogs taste like shit because they've been off as his asshole. Oh. That's his fucking point. I get it. Uh, Dave in Ohio, you're on Fez. Yeah, I want to see if Fez would want to have a uh, a golf course named after him. Golf course sounds nice. Nice relaxing day out there. Yeah, you guys are talking about seventy eight percent of the time you hate playing golf. You hate the golf course and yeah, you know, the fucking golf course. I hate that Wally. No, you hate yourself. You don't hate the golf course. You know, oh, you take it you out. You can hate the fucking it, golf it's course. It's about the course. Yeah, you can despise these fucking courses. Every ball going in a bunker. See if you don't take it out on the course. Blow hard. What about a surgical procedure, Fez, like Tommy John surgery? As if I got to go in the hospital and get a Fez Watley procedure, a Fez Watley surgery. Yeah, how did Tommy John get that for himself? Because he, he was, was the, the first, first one? one. Yeah, he, he was, was the first guy, and now they, they're still using it now, years and years later. Well, the, the, the doctor said, listen, I have an experimental procedure that I think could work. Are you willing to give me a chance? But huh? So it was a risky move. Riskier than Watley having a... Than having a Watley fuck, procedure? Or having be a, a golf Watley course. surgery? Uh, a Watley surgery would be having your fucking ass in your brain. <laughs> Same exact thing. What if it was like... If there was a golf course actually called the Watley? That would be yeah, awesome. Guys though. go like, I gotta, you know, I'm working on my putts out at the Watley. <laughs> putts. Oh. And like Beth Page, you know, there's different types of Watleys. So like Watley Black... Watley White. Oh, oh, golf courses. It's just the color. I'm surprised you guys would turn down anything named after you. Well, the highway. That's, I mean, yeah, I wasn't a highway or school. Highway to hell. Might be the perfect way to do it. I'd like a nice car, like the Buick Dave, you know, instead of the Buick. Yeah, because there's not a lot of Daves, and everybody <laughs> will know it's you. Well, then call, call it the Buick Macker. Till the, re- the recall nickname. starts. Macker, let me ask you something. <laughs> You've been around for quite up, a long time. Yeah, I came up with that a few days ago. Pepper's already calling me it. Macker, Macker, Macker. We call him the Macker. Yeah, that's it. You seem happier today. All your personal life all worked out? 
No, but you know, whatever. You gotta make lemons out of the lemonade or whatever. That's how about the fact? Yeah, you gotta make lemons out of lemonade. You gotta take the lemonade, try to harden it up, put it on a tray. The other. You ever say a phrase right? Ever? It's just they. I usually Francesca them. I think I just invert stuff. We actually could be hanging out with Jay Moore right now if he would have handled this. Well, no, he didn't even tell me any of this. He was he really, he got on the phone. And was like, no, Davey Mac, you're like Randy Villardi. Not, you're, you're you're not selling enough books for me yet. And then you call me in, and all this nonsense about dog, and I'm like, what the fuck? Lead with that. I'll go downstairs personally and get. He's got to move some books. <laughs> He's really yeah, but he only uses me. I keep twittering about his book. Buy his book. Where's it for Davy Mac? I want a Gary and Married spot. Who's your Who's your follower right now? Husp. <laughs> Are your followers active? Yeah, because I'm have... not hearing any heat about the special delivery thing. Which one? About you know? Oh, I've well, gotten lots of stuff sent no, to me. I, I went down and talked to the bosses. I'm like, hey, what's up? You guys been hearing anything? I informed them. Everything's going. No, look, you dick fuck. They should have gotten bothered by now. Oh, well, people are sending all their um, things to me, so maybe I'll print them out and and, and put them on to the desk. Stupidest fucking thing ever. <laughs> you can't act like you have anything to do with this. Oh, okay. Well, maybe I'll have like uh, Fast Freddy put it on their desk, and I'll, then I could plausibly say I don't know how it got there. Yes, because it's going to have the name Eastside Dave at the top of it. <laughs> He, they need to get bothered. They're going to get bothered, okay. But when they do, that's when they fire you. <laughs> well. I got enough problems. I'm going to have to go down and fucking talk about Fez purposely farting in, on top of people's heads when they're in the lobby. We have a lot of VIPs walking through there. Yep. By the way, who's signed up? Uh, it looks like there's a little concert going on today. We'll find out. Um, Slayton showing up and doing a couple numbers? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, does he play the harmonica? Does yeah. he rubber climb the thing? Yeah. Um, what you call it? Pepper called me today on the bus while I was filming the uh, little girl, and uh, really my favorite porn star, Jesse Jane, was here in the building, and I, I just missed her. I was still on the bus. Now, so pissed. Why is she your favorite porn star? She's just she's fun to watch. Right, let me take a, a look at her because I'm not familiar. Jesse Jane. Mm-hmm. Because there's been a lot of them named Jesse James over the years for yeah. some reason. They, they they get a lot. I feel like she's number one right now. Like, you know, it went to Jenna Jameson, then it went to Tara Patrick, and now I believe Jesse Jane is the, your number one porn star. So uh, Dan Patrick was number one for a while? <laughs> Tara Patrick. Oh. Get a bigger picture. These computers. So, whose show was she doing? This was on Stern. Don't know. Mm. That's her. You know? I don't know what to say. <laughs> Hello. Here's another picture, though, Mr. B. So there she, there she is again. So you could have met her today. Yeah, that would have been wonderful if I could have gotten Twidio. Uh, Alex, you're on Fez. Hey, Fez, uh, the other day I shut the bed, and the like, first thing that came out of my mouth was, oh, I did a Greg and Hey, uh, I know who uh, Dorothy Chandler was. Who's that? She's part of the uh, the uh, dynasty of Chandlers that ruled Los Angeles because they owned the L.A. Times for about four generations. All right, so it's an old school ma uh, family name in L.A. 
Yeah, but it kind of goes into that. It's a it's a very interesting story. They're they're kind of like the mob that if you if you uh, they controlled everything through the control of the paper, controlled the uh, politicians, and uh, you know you've probably seen Chinatown and all that. Yeah, every uh, every city basically had that at one time. Some of the early kind of founding families that they would own the newspaper, and then that would give them a tremendous political strength. Yeah. You know, they could start and play up one guy, play down another guy, play the two parties off of each other. Kind of like fucking Dave's family was over there in uh, Jersey. That fucking Hotel New Hampshire, your mom calls a house. <laughs> My dad was a councilman in Spring Lake for a w little while. I don't know if that's relevant to the story at all. It's absolutely relevant. It's the most relevant thing I've ever heard. <laughs> I don't know why it's been kept. That and Fez's fucking church heart on are the two most exciting things I heard today. <laughs> I wish we could, co could combine them. Give my dad a heart on church. The Vatican newspaper, they've put out a statement where they are forgiving the Beatles for saying they were, uh, for John Lennon saying they were bigger than Jesus. Oh, that's nice. And that they were, that they are a precious jewel. Now Ringo Starr has come back and said, why are we given, being forgiven? I thought we were satanic. How did anything change? And basically uh, telling them that they've got more important things to do than talk about the Beatles mm. at the Vatican. Well, it's not like the Beatles were ever Catholics. You know, there weren't a lot of English Catholics. They didn't even know what they fucking were talking right. about. I just, I do like how Ringo's throwing down, though. Good, fuck them. Fuck I didn't you. ask you to fucking, I didn't ask for you to bring anything up. Yeah. Uh, I'm Ringo Starr, goddammit. Yeah, on the 40th anniversary of their breakup, I believe this was. And he's saying, you know, maybe um, look into all the molestation things going on and just leave oh. the Beatles out of your little magazine. Uh, I'd rather look into who got molested at the Beatles show. <laughs> I'm sure Brian Epstein got his hands dirty quite a bit. You tell me no one ever got fucked in the, in the ass with a George Harrison bobblehead? <laughs> I'm sure it happened. Oh, sure. <laughs> I'm sure Blowhard was there. Oh! I think he was there. I think he was at Shay. You know, blowhard, old school. Why you gotta fucking always attack blowhard? <laughs> right after him. <laughs> um, I you know, but I never thought that Ringo was the grudge holding type. You, you never know? know what Ringo's gonna say. He really is. A On another candy. day, he'd be like, "Everything's great. <laughs> the greatest honor I ever got." <laughs> you never know. You just don't know what you're gonna get with he, him. It's true. He's very hard to predict. Um, if you watch the Beatles anthology, mm -hmm. and every time you think he's gonna go one way, he does go the other. Like when uh, Paul's like, you know, meeting Elvis was awesome. Um, J John's like, you know, meeting Elvis, he was such a lovely man. And Ringo's like, yeah, I didn't really like him that much. Uh, he tried to get us deported. So he was like, you know, I was very sad, you know, whatever. One of the annoying things with this Vatican story is how they kept trying to play Beatles songs into the headline. Whoever wrote up the article, Ringo tells the church, let it be. <laughs> Ringo says hello, goodbye to the Vatican. That's witty. That's what they do. It's witty stuff. Uh, let's take a break. We'll be right back. Right at Fest Show. Okay. Fine. Um, I am not your assistant anymore. I will just be your friend. I wish it was that easy. If we were to hang out again, I would just constantly be tempted to get you to do shit for me and have to fight that real hard. I hope we get in a car wreck right now. I do. I hope we get in a fucking car wreck. A motherfucking car wreck and we both die and then we can live in heaven. Come up, please. 
Ron Show. When you hear that music, karma please, it only means one thing. Time to talk a little lost. So if you didn't see it last night, get out of here. Go away. Uh, David Mack, you only have, what, five episodes left now? Oh, even less uh, than that. I think it's four. I think it's four left. Knowing that, I don't know how last night got us any closer. Don't know where we're going with this show. Don't know what's in the little satchel. What did he see that changed him? Why does the fact of not being afraid kind of freak out the smoke monster? Yeah. Does uh, bravery have something to do with things? Well, Desmond obviously now is some kind of island superhero that he may even indeed be indestructible. And that's one thing. And then, uh, yeah, he's going to have to work real fast next week, Desmond, I mean, to get all these people to see their alternate realities. Because they took Curly the entire episode. So as exciting as it was the week before the Hurley, you know, uh, I'm in an alternate reality bored me. Because I've already seen the gimmick. You know what I mean? I know it's broken. Just boom, boom, boom. Now we got to run through it. Yeah. We've been through the exciting part. Right. Now let's get us there. Again, only four episodes. The last uh, show is a two-hour one. Yep, yep. two-hour, uh, huge extravaganza that ABC's putting together. What do you mean, by huge? Two, uh, what do you mean? Um, they're going to have a two-hour episode. It will be preceded by a two-hour retrospective that's going to look back on the entire series. And then... <laughs> Where are the people that get on to the next? Right. Then you'll get your little news, and then uh, it'll be a lost Jimmy Kimmel episode. Jimmy Kimmel's so, a big lost fan. ABC is really going to try and make this into another, you know, maybe they can make it into another phenom. I don't, it's not going to pull in MASH numbers. It's no, not, nothing does anymore. Probably, we'll even get Seinfeld numbers, but I, I'm very curious to see where it will end. Well, it's a lot different from Seinfeld and MASH because you didn't need to see every episode yeah. of any of those shows. Yeah. Um, this is a completely different situation. But I will say this. I'm glad you got me back into it, only because, you know, I get a little March Madness for myself. I get to say, hey, I'm doing something. It's fun. It is fun. And I get to go Twitter dark when it goes on. (laughs) It's a very fun show. Even last night wasn't so strong. I'm not a big fan of Libby. I never was. It's because of who she dates. What kind of fucking person on an island for studs? I just thought dates. she was kind of boring too. So yeah. when she was uh, murdered by Michael, the the black guy, and I believe season two, I was kind of psyched about that. I was like, "Good, get rid of that." Uh, I'm not a fan of Michael. I was glad when he was off the show. I can't believe he's back as a ghost. Mm. It'll, it'll only be a ghost one off. I didn't want to go back to that stupid fucking black pearl fucking Disney boat again. They blew that up, which is good. Yeah. So we, we, we're we done with that. So we're, we're, we are getting finished with a lot of stuff. The, I can't see us seeing Michael again for the rest of the year. The statue's Let's been hope. destroyed and the boat's been blown up. Yeah, statue, <laughs> boats, everything's going to get fucked. I just want to know, who do you think that little boy is? That That's saw? interesting to me. Um, do you think that's a young Jacob? I think it's a young Peter Pan because <laughs> it really did have a Pan feel about it. Um... Let's go over to our good friend Scott in Atlanta. Scott, you're in Montefiore. Hey, buddies. How you doing? Yeah. I love the uh, Desmond School for the Handicap last night. Well, at the end. Yeah. Um, Desmond is uh, more or less, like Dave said, he's going to be a turning point. Yeah, he on is. On this show. He is. But in the meantime, the girl is all but gone. The, the beginning of, you know, we had brought up before the the... the 
the show has always been Jack, right, Sawyer, and the girl. And Kate. Has the girl even been on this fucking no, entire season? I, I don't Early. think... He, if, I, if I was Matthew Fox, too, I, I would be a little miffed, because he's been very light. There's been a lot more Sawyer than him. It's been a lot of Locke. You know, it's been Locke's year. Some die Saeed. Locke yeah. is the smoke. The best thing that happened to Locke was becoming the smoke monster. And I always liked John Locke. You know, I. They haven't used enough Ben either. We got a lot of Saeed. A lot of Saeed, yeah. And Saeed's been um, a co star, but strong. Yeah. He's doing dead eyed very well. I love him. I, I'm a big Saeed fan. I, w- I do want to see some more Jack now because I agree with you. You can't have five seasons of Jack, Sawyer, and Kate, and now you're going to fucking phase Jack I, out. But here's the deal. Uh, and, you know, you brought up there hasn't been a lot of Ben, but he had a line last night about, I guess the island was done with her. Again. Ben would always be one of the people who act like the island itself had a personality. Yeah. Beyond Jacob, which I fucking hate, the giant, that, that, this kind of religious part of it. I like the more scientific thing of what is it about that island. Right. And there is some scientific shit, because that's why Locke, remember, he brought Desmond to the well. They can't pull off. They cannot pull off (laughs) that all of you have to come back to start this. And all of you have to leave at the same time. Kind of feel like Kate might not make it through the season. That's I, I, I had that prediction. I said Kate's going to die before the season started. That was a Davy Mac guarantee. And I think it's personal reasons, because they haven't written her into the season very much. Um, she might be a And little... she's not one of the numbers? How could she not be one of the numbers? If, yeah. you, you, if you fucking went from the beginning, she was one of the most important people on the show. And she had great flashbacks. I always liked her flashbacks, but I don't know and what you, the fuck. Then she tells you what hair stuff to buy during the show. Yeah, that's weak. <laughs> weak sauce. Her, her, uh, let's go. her season this year has consisted of posing with a machine gun. G-Baby, <laughs> you're on Run of Fez. Hey, what's up, buddies? Yeah. Yeah, um, I, last night's episode was, was fun. It was just sort of them moving the story along. I was wondering, though, Ronnie, at the very end when Desmond... Uh, Hit Locke. Do you think that was his way of letting Locke know, uh, you know, that what's going on in that reality is not real? Because Locke already has love. Everybody else, he just is showing them, like, you know, their love. Do you think that was sort of Desmond's way to do that? Tough love. Yeah, but, you know, when you kill somebody in that reality, it's still that reality at the time. You know what I mean? Like, it was still a really aggressive and off the wall thing to do for the guy that you're fucking rooting for. Oh, come on. It was great. Locke is a fucking son of a bitch. You, now you're confusing Locke with the smoke monster. The smoke monster's out and not that other yeah, reality. The old John Locke is. Yeah. He I did not fucking deserve to, that. Yeah. John Locke was a victim. I don't know, though. You know, I'm starting to think that John Locke would have turned evil even had he been alive. I think that they need that Locke vessel because he I, believed in the shit. Whatever happened with Locke's dad? The one who stole his kidney? They, they killed th- him. They tortured him, and they, they, they killed him, right? Sawyer killed yeah. him. Sawyer yeah, killed that's him. right. So how did that whole thing ever tie in with this mystery? You know, like, there were people that were just fringe right. well, players that for a while you felt like they were big players, but then they weren't at all. And even the fact of the woman who blew herself up last night, why even write this new character, bring her up, just to have her 
dropped the fucking ancient dynamite like a retard. I mean, she didn't even, it just didn't like kind of blow up for no reason or a small thing. She dropped that fucking bag like there was no tomorrow. She it, threw it down in so, anger. Yeah. And also, she was, they said it's it's very sensitive, so no condensation. I think what set off was she put like five bottles of water in, and I knew it was going to blow up because they always said, don't fucking have any condensation on this dynamite. Well, remember, we even had another character blow up from the dynamite yeah, that, almost the same way, just out of nowhere. The guy who played yeah. Jay Leno in the on the fucking movie with who, that guy. Who's uh, now Mike, in the school yeah. with Ben and Locke. Michael's kid is another one of the loose ends that it's always bothered me. Oh, he's done. He got. Uh, he was one of the few people to get off the island and not look back. That doesn't make sense. One <laughs> of the few. He's the only. You're not allowed to. Uh, all right, G-Baby. You still glad that you're staying with it this year? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I was, I was talking to a couple friends earlier today, and they were, like, disappointed with you guys. But the show has always been a slow burn. I think... Yeah. I really think that they're going to wrap it up. You're not going to get every loose end, which is almost impossible anyway, but every episode they're giving us answers. And you saw last night, they're, they're moving the story along. You can sort of see where it's going. You saw Richard go to get the weapons. You saw Jack and Hurley end up with Locke. You saw Jack's face like this is something is wrong. I see it moving forward. And that's, I mean, there's, there's four episodes less than the two hour finale, so six episodes total. All right. I think there's plenty of time. G Baby, I'm going uh, to uh, head out to see your uh, kick ass movie this weekend on your recommendation awesome yeah i'm seeing it again tomorrow night i'm so stoked it's, right. it's so awesome. people pissed off at it though huh oh yeah. people are pissed off because uh, you know 11 year old girl says cunt but it's a, i mean it's a it's a comic book popcorn movie it's it's a lot of fun and it's got a really great spin on superhero genre i think people are gonna like it all right i'm gonna make sure uh i go see it talk to you soon g baby all right later boys bye i'd like to see i gotta too. ruin the lost finale for him yeah, <laughs> if I gotta fucking fly, fly by a plane banner and fly it over his house like it was the Big Brother house, maybe we 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 could help you. We'll just every, everyone. He'll just say Jack is the spoke monster too. <laughs> Get everyone to Twitter at the same time. <laughs> the ending to him. We'll figure out every which way. Well, let's figure out his uh, neighbor's number, <laughs> and just have the neighbor call up and say, "Oh, you had a phone call. Your uncle Jack is dead." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fuck. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. You had a message from your family. There was a Kate swerve, and she's always been locked. Does that make any sense to you? Yes, unfortunately. Um, here's uh, Rob Garden City. You're on Fez. Hey guys, yeah, I'm sure this is something that others like that most people realize. But what I love what the show is doing is how all these. Uh, storylines in the alternate reality are like the same storylines that happened on the island. You know, you got you got uh, Charlie and Desmond. Um, you know, when Charlie drowned, Desmond was on the outside of the window. That happened when you know, when he was in the Pearl. The same way, right? Uh, you have Kate and you had Kate and Claire when uh, Claire was you know having her baby. You know, in the hospital, it was the same thing on the island. And you then, what brings me to you have. Um, you have uh, Hurley and Libby out, out on their picnic, you know, on a beach and on the island. They were, you know, Hurley was gathering up all different types of fruits saying, oh, I don't know which one you like. So hopefully you like this. And on the beach, he says, oh, I, I got all different types of cheeses because mm. I don't know which one you like. So I like how they're, you know, it's it's different, but it's the same, you know. Mm. Um, that was a legit. Yeah, that was a word for word. Quote. Uh, here's the question here. Let's suppose there are. Like, every decision that you made, there's alternate realities for it, right? Would you want to see any of those, or would you rather not, for your own life? 
not end up saying, like, let's say you with an ex-girlfriend, would you have been happier? Or the weird thing is, let's suppose Casey stayed with her ex, right? Mm-hmm. Then you'd probably be with Westside. Now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Not like you made a decision to go to Casey, but Casey made some decision that later made you make that decision. Yeah. And then you could go on and on like that. Yes. I mean, there's literally an infinite amount of things that could be happening at any time. Would you want to see yourself in any of those realities or would that just be too weird? I would want to see it. Even at the risk of seeing you in realities yeah, it would be where tough. you were happier? I know that would be a huge risk and it would, could possibly create a meltdown from me in this reality, but yeah. I'd, I'd, curiosity would be way too difficult. Now, have you ever had that feeling of that connection like Hurley and Libby had last night? Like, yeah, I think so. But uh, I think I get them all the time. I don't want to be like gay or anything, but I mean, I feel... I, I find I've had it more with friends, male friends. Well, that's because you're gay. <laughs> and that's fine. Like people who I've, I'm positive I've met. How before. about you, Fez? Do you ever get those feelings or no? No, I don't think I've ever had that click thing mm. where it felt like, oh, we've met somewhere else before or we were destined to meet. I don't think I've ever had that. Well, here's the weird thing. Um,. Sometimes you can get that for another person. They don't necessarily have it for you, though, right off the bat. You know what I mean? Hmm. Like, you could see that girl and be like, that's the one. But then you might have to set up some time convincing her. You know? I see. Yeah, I guess I do know. Which makes you look like crazy, nutty, fucking... <sighs> uh, what's that girl's name last night? Libby. Now you're yeah. fucking Libby, the idiot. I don't want to be Libby. <laughs> no. You'd rather be Hurley. Yo, you come to me. Yeah, and I want to own a chicken franchise, too. Um, Although I did see they were playing Connect Four in Libby's uh, mental ward. <laughs> Tony in Arizona, you're on Run of Feathers. How you doing, guys? Yeah. Hey, you can tell them they've been planning this whole alternate reality thing from the beginning. Since season two, when you first saw Desmond, every time he leaves, he always says, I'll see you in another life, brother. And now he's the connector between these two different, these two separate lives that everybody's having. Well, I think by the there was a certain point, like a couple seasons in, where they started going, "Where are we really going with this?" I don't know if they were on to the first or second season. Of that mm. I mean, there was stuff that felt so important, like in the first couple episodes, the running polar bear just felt like where the f now, like you're like, what? Why did we make a big deal they about that? Them. Yeah, <laughs> that's all. Or the hatch, <laughs> you know. They would not have spent as much time having us think about the hatch as if they knew where they were going. And the button, we still don't know, do we, if pushing the button, does that have any effect? Yeah, it did. It had something to do with the electrical fucking oh, yeah. mass thing. Or yeah, because when they didn't the gets... button. But, like, when they didn't push the button, the sky turned purple and made a big noise. But, like, nothing really happened, I don't think. Didn't it bring something else in? Didn't it bring in another plane? Yeah, it brought in another plane. Yeah, it, just, ah. it, brought, it, brought, it brought in both planes. Now, here's there. the thing. We, we can't even remember shit like that because <laughs> it's so fucking complex. I was watching last night. I'm going, who killed Libby again? And then, of course, Michael showed Michael. up. Uh, I forgot that he had killed her until fucking Hurley brought her I up. Remember I thought that. Ben killed her. I didn't no. know anybody killed her. I remember Michael needed to kill her and the, and, and the uh, Spanish girl so that he could get back to, uh, to get his son. 
Um, and they made a deal with him, saying, "You kill these two, we'll give you a boat with to get you know you and your son out of here." Mark, you're on running Fez. What's up, buddy? Yeah. Hey, we we know the loss is obviously very far fetched, but Ron, I wanted to know uh, your opinion on if you believe in alternate realities and timelines, and if that really could be a possibility. Well, it is a possibility because science has already put it out there as a possibility. You know, if you read any of the string theory things, they're always bringing up shit like that. I, again, I don't know what good it does you whether you believe it or not. I mean, you seem to be in this reality. Now, if we had some kind of case where you occasionally woke up in alternate realities, then there, the, that would be something to deal with. But you're on a completely different plane here. But how else would they explain deja vu if there is no alternate reality? I mean, I've never heard a good science experiment, like well, there's, explanation. There's always been a theory that we could be living the same life exactly the same over and over and over. That the fucking universe repeats itself. That's weird. Over and over and over. And you have no choice. You, you The things that you do on a daily basis are no more your choice than the ripple in the pond. That a rock gets thrown in a pond and that ripple goes off and that ripple might think, I'm deciding I'm heading to the shore. It's not up to him. Jesus Christ. You are just put in motion, you know, against your will. Now your conscious mind will say, hey, I'm picking this up, I'm looking over here, I'm checking my text messages because I decided to. Not at all. It's out as your power of, as anything else. Mm. Now, even down to that, what good would it even do to, to know that? You know? <laughs> right. Then if you decide, well, fuck it, I'll just lay in bed. Well, that's what you would be doing anyway. That's <laughs> out of your fucking choice. But there'd be no way to travel to one of those lives. That would be a great scientific breakthrough. Well, here's the interesting thing. What if you are in the wrong reality you just woke up here and there's just a little fucking click of how did i get here i don't really remember you know i kind of have the memory of doing these things but those weren't the choices i would have made you know yeah you may ask yourself <laughs> you know what i'm saying like yeah. so how are you to know that this reality isn't just a little bit turned different right. than the one you had yesterday or five years ago. Another J.J. Abrams show, Fringe, is covering this very subject as well. Another J.J. J.J. Abrams show. I know, but I'm saying, yeah. we've been going through the J.J. thing a lot. Yeah, you're right. And my, they, we call my daughter J.J., so that's kind of weird. How come? Her name is Juliana. What about her middle? She, she can't say Juliana, so would you say J.J.? Mm. She can't say J.J.? She can't say that. She can just say... Uh, Basically, same thing over and over. She can say two letters back to back. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's go to our good buddy Pat in Long Island. Hey, Pat. Uh, hey, Ronnie. I wanted to talk about the science or spirituality thing. Uh, you know, Arthur C. Clarke said any uh, significant increase in technology is indistinguishable from magic. I just think the guys like the Smoke Monster and Jacob are just operating on a different level than the Dharma Initiative folk or even Widmore and Eloise. You know, these guys just know the answers, so what they're doing appears as if it's magic. I am really looking forward to when the show is over, 
to go back over it and just see how good of a job they did with storytelling. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to sit. I know a lot of people get pissed off, but I'm already enough into this. And I'd given up on the show before, and Dave had to bring me back to rewatch it. And I'm kind of glad that I am. But it will be fun just to go back and say, here's some things they did very well, and here's some things that they sucked at. Right. Um, let's go over to uh, Darian in Virginia. You're on my face. A uh, couple of things before you hang up on me altogether. I just want to tell you first about the, the deja vu thing. It's, um, first of all, Ronnie, give me a favor. Remember something from about, from about three or four days ago, if you can. Remember it currently in your mind right now, if you can. Okay. Got it. All right, now, remember so now remember something from five minutes ago, if you can. Okay, got it. All right, now remember something from one second ago is exactly what deja vu is. It's nothing other than just you personally, you remembering something exactly as it happened. It's a scientific investigation. It's done. It's a very simple process. If you think about it, you're just remembering something a split second later. That's why you feel like you've done it before. Uh, remember, it's an active, and it's actually an active thing that you do with your brain. Now, and the second thing is, not exactly sure what's happened to Fez. You've got some young boy with a speech impediment taking over the show. When you've got Fez there, I'm not sure I understand why this boy's talking so much. He's, I mean, you're a professional. Fez is a professional. And then you've got this amateur just yucking it up on the radio. Da right? Darren, let me uh, do this for you. Try to imagine something that happened. Or, or just give me your memory from five minutes from now. Oh, there he's gone. Because I honestly think the, the fact is you, you got it in your mind that time only runs one way. How do we know that? How do we know time only runs in the one direction? How do you know that you just can't remember the future? That's the fucking point of this. Yeah. And that maybe deja vu is a, a, is a way of remembering the fucking future. But think of it this way. If we were all, we'll go back to those things of, you know, like, re. let's say they're reliving the same life over and over, right? Let's suppose the universe restarts or gets to the end, mm -hmm. runs backwards, runs forwards again. If that were the matter, this may be the one billionth time we've all played out this scenario, right? What would keep us from kind of knowing how things go along. Let's say when you watch a movie the second time, you know what's going to happen in the end, right? right yeah. The characters in the movie don't. Hmm. If you see this as we're the characters in the movie, there's no reason we would know the end of the movie, but part of us, that, the, the ones of us that have seen the movie, would know that. Well, we'd be like God in that circumstance then. No, not at all. We're just the opposite. We're still being pulled along. But just one little part of us yeah, you might could. be rem remembering what happens a little uh, later on. Here's Matt in Cleveland. Hey, Ronnie B. Uh, yeah. I just had a couple There's a couple theories out there about who that little kid is and why his hair color changed and all that. Um, the, the first theory is that it's pr pretty obvious that it kind of looks like Jacob or whatever. And, that, you know, I kind of buy into that. But I, I found an interesting one that uh, the man in black kind of talked about a higher power. And that, that that that's kind of that kid is like the referee of the island or whatever, if you will. You know, the uh, guy that kind of sets up all the rules that Jacob and Man in Black have to follow or whatever. And I kind of found thought that was kind of interesting. Well, there's got to be something to it. And I was uh, a little blown off in the fact that it looked like Locke was fearful of him, but also dismissive of him. 
I'm past the point where I want any mysteries. Let's start <laughs> and solve this fucking thing. Not going to be able to solve everything, but they're going to give it a good chance. Everything I want solved. I don't know. I don't yeah, think I don't. I hope there's no loose ends. Oh, in there, this. there, there, there absolutely will be. Sopranos couldn't couldn't do it. They couldn't even come close. Well, they did with the Don't Stop Believing. That was perfect. <laughs> the, the, it's a very interesting point that you brought up, though, Dave, because Sopranos didn't even attempt. No, they didn't even attempt. He refused to say this is something for me to wrap up for you. Just Which enjoy it. Which I kind it. of liked. Yeah. But Lost seems just the opposite. They're going out of their way to say, we want you to, to see this as more than you've just been on a fun ride. You, this is a story with, you know, a morality tale, whatever you want, good and evil. It's not just, here's Tony doing fun things. Stop <laughs> bitching at me to know more about it. Yeah, but the thing is, if Lost gives like answers every single mystery, then there's no, not going to be any reason to go back and watch the show. I think like you well, there still... isn't anyway. Well, it's a great show. I, mean, I know, but uh, there's no reason that you have to go back and catch these if you've no, already I mean, seen it through. In other words, I want to go back and then watch and th it. the show, but I'm not going to be as into it if they solve every mystery. I uh, yeah, that's like ones. saying in, in a mystery book you can't reread it and go, oh god, I should have seen that. I should have saw that coming. Um, it's just not, you know, it's not that important now to did, me. Now, you saw The Beautiful Mind, right? Yes. Where they would have, like, the little swerves there. And, like, when you see it the second time, you're like, I should have known that none yeah. of those people were fucking real. <laughs> right. You know what I they mean? They didn't age. <laughs> they didn't, He's they didn't years older. interact with anyone else. Right. Now, um, Fez, you bitched about Blindside being not <clears throat> truthful enough. Mm-hmm. Um, did you ever read any of the stuff about Beautiful Mind, what they left out? No. How about the fact that the guy, they played it out so it's him and the woman and she's been his rock. They left out that he had all these gay experiences that went on his whole life. He had kind of moved back in with his wife as a boarder at one time. He had actually attempted to, you know, fucking almost physically rape other dudes. <laughs> You know, he's like this really aggressive wow. fucking gra gay fucking psychopath guy. All that stuff gets left out of it. Sure, it's a Ron Howard movie. He was going back and forth to Europe that never once came up. <laughs> That's what you gotta do, though. You gotta give people... But when you see a film that says, I'm a biopic, or this is based on a true story, how much of it do you expect to be true? Like I bring up to you... That the Rudy movie hurt a lot of feelings because those people were on his side and not against him. Real people right. whose names that they used. The coaches. Yeah. yeah. That coach at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Dan Devine. Dan, like, Dan Devine is like, I fucking, <laughs> I'm the one who put the kid out there. Why wouldn't I have won? We were up by fucking 40. What would I care? Um, but how much, because you can't do 100% true. You just can't, no matter what it is. But how much do you expect? What do you, What would fuck it up for you? Um, here's what. Here's something that uh, screws it up for me is when they make a composite character. They, but that's that, the only way that you can kill time. They did that literally with um, just about every movie. All comes down and becomes one person, or else you've got. A 15-hour movie. The right. the Gary Sinise biopic that he, that he did about Governor George Wallace mm -hmm. and this 
uh, black guy who stayed with George Wallace after he got shot, and they had all this time together, and they came to this understanding. That guy didn't even exist in George Wallace's life. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. The John Nash stuff was the same way. Blindside, they had to have composite. You can't do this whole movie and suddenly, like, there's 400 different characters or else you wouldn't be able to follow along, you know? Yeah. You can only put the emphasis. But then you also have to be able to say that means that it's not like you can't make a biopic. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you, I mean, you have to be... You can't say, well, you can never make a fucking movie about George <laughs> Wallace... That's part of it too. Movies are different. I mean, it, 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 they're not documentaries. That's why I, I've never cared when people go after Oliver Stone. I say it's a mo it's not a doc. It, it's a it's a movie. But even a documentary is going to be somewhat slanted. Uh, Peter, Massachusetts, you're in Fez. A beautiful mind, more like a beautiful cat. Ah! <laughs> Chris, New Jersey, you're in Fez. Chris, you there? Hey, what's going on, guys? Is there a reason uh, you called this? I have a theory on the deja vu thing. Yeah. Um, basically, I think I heard this on the ONA show with Joe Rogan or something like that, but it, when you see what's going on around you, instead of getting routed to the processing part of your brain, it accidentally gets routed to the memory part, and then you think you remember and you've seen it before when really it's just the brain part. Yeah, there's even some people who say it's like a slight stroke it's almost like you ever start to get high and suddenly like things definitely move over a little bit and you yes. go wait did this i felt like i did this yep i remember there was and i don't want to bring up the drug's name because i don't want anybody to go out to look for it but it's a lesser used drug by people and not even acid further along down than that okay every time i did it sometimes years apart I felt like I was back in the same exact fucking reality. Like, everything that happened in between those times ceased to exist. And I remember exactly how I felt the last time I did it and the exact things that I was thinking wow. the last time that I did it. And I would fucking say to myself, this is why I need to do this, man. This is really fucking important. <laughs> and I need to stay on this, you know? So I'm just about to fucking break through what reality means. And now in hindsight, I was just getting all fucked up. <laughs> but at the time, I can tell you it was exactly the same. So yeah. if I could take you to that, Fez, and just remember that the last time that you, let's say, talked to Flipper, right? Uh-huh. Everything in between here and there would have disappeared, right? You'd have a vague notion that you had done some stuff, mm -hmm. but every, it was almost like you're back in that time. And then everything in between the two conversations before that would fall away. And only the one place would have the consciousness of a timeline. Everything else was a vagueness of, yeah, I'd have done other things. I couldn't exactly tell you what they were right now. That makes sense, though. It doesn't at all. But at the time, well, it totally felt like it did. Well, well, but it, it's the thinking of a madman. Yeah, I think it makes sense because you're in an altered state. So all you think about is all the times you were in that same altered state. Just as when you're sober, you know, that's what you're thinking about. The altered state ceases to exist. Well, it's like the memory 
decided to reorganize itself, and all the memories of one thing are getting put together instead of. Oh my God, <laughs> Fez! That's it. That is it. <laughs> Just fucking with him. Eight six six. That's what I just said to you. Eight six six. Ron zero fez. Eight six six. Ron zero fez. John Alabama. You're on fez. Hey Ron. Um, yeah. I was going to ask you guys if you've had this happen to you. I've had uh, three or four times in my life these string of events that are usually queued off by one event. Like say, for instance, my wife and I are sitting there uh, having a beer or whatever. She knocks her beer over. Then um, I can predict in my mind that. A TV, a certain TV commercial is going to be on, and then 30 seconds later, the phone's going to ring, and it's going to be her mother, and then the dog's going to bark. And I'm, it's just... Uh, well, what I want you to start doing, and I'm being very serious about this, is writing that stuff down before it happens. Have a record of it. Because a lot of times, you go, well, I knew that was going to happen after it did. But you might have thought a dozen things, and only one came through. You know, and that's that almost sounds like habit. Too. But this kind of thing, and it also makes you wonder, like, haven't you ever, like, you talk about a movie, and then boom, five minutes later, the movie's on fucking TV, or you talk about a person, and then you hear from. Them. A lot of times, I think that you're just starting to pay attention. Like, if I said to you, keep on the lookout for anything from Wizard of Oz over the next week. If you hear anything, if you see anything, you would be shocked how many things that you, you'll notice. You know, like somebody will do it, this isn't Kansas anymore, or what, whatever. Mm -hmm. But that's because now you're conscious, you're not just letting that stuff happen and float away. You're looking out for it. Right. You'd be surprised how much of your life you spend sleepwalking. Just not paying attention to things that are going down all the fucking time. Never in my car, I feel like that. Um, 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, Jerome, Indiana, you're on fez Hey, yeah, I, I don't know if you guys touched on this or not, but uh, I've had numerous dreams, and in my dreams, something happens, and then in real life, when I'm awake, that stuff will actually happen. Um, give me an example. Uh, like... I'll be in a situation with somebody, and I'll be talking to somebody, and they'll say something in my dream. But when I'm awake, I realize that I dream this. Hey, I've actually talked to this person in my dream, and they've actually said the same thing. Yeah, again, that could be that rerouting thing. It would be more interesting if you kept records of it and then seen if it came true. That there had to be some physical thing of, I predicted this. Because what happens is... If you run into people who act like that they're psychics, they will always say, I saw that coming for you. I saw that. Well, give me the fucking write it all down exactly. Hmm. You know? That'd be like me saying to Dave, I see you working somehow with your creativity, <laughs> going to a different oh. place. It's a city next to a, I see water there somehow. Yeah. You know, most fucking cities are next to rivers. So stop it with that gimmick. But I mean, can I have some more details? Cause yeah, case yeah, it's all getting foggy, but it's really foggy. great. Okay. Um, here's Chris Norland, Jeremy Run Fez. What's up, fellas? Hey, Ginger. What's up? Um, one of the the other guy was actually pretty close to it, from what I've understood. The reason why the deja vu happens is because it usually happens when you're tired, 
and from when your eye actually sees what happens to when your brain processes it, it actually feels like it's happened before when actually you're just tired and there's a there's a delay there's a delayed reaction there. All right. All right, guys. Yeah, you know, I mean, I'm gonna again. You're gonna put it as yes and no, but like figuring out. Here's the interesting thing. All right, Fez, explain what's going on in the room right now. All right, uh, me and Ron and Dave are sitting in the room. Some TV sets are on. The microphones are on. Lights are on. We're talking. All right, now, how long would we have to go on to say all the different things? That are going on in this room. How many different fucking things are going on? And your brain literally does a really good job of blowing out most of the things that we don't want to consider that are important. You know what I mean? Now, uh, a really good fucking carny, a really good fucking hustler will see the other things in the room that fucking set up the situation. Without asking any questions at all. They'll go and pick up as much information on any one, one person, start to drop those in. I was like, yeah, you do know about that. You do. And a lot of that has to go to attention. But you have to do so, your brain has to push so much away just to focus on looking at the other people in the room at any time. It's crazy. Right. Walk down, like, here's the always interesting thing when somebody doesn't live in Manhattan, you and I, can walk down the street together, Dave. We're having a conversation. When someone just came, comes in from the country, they're like, they're seeing crazy people running back and forth. They're here in the home. And they're like, oh, shit. Fuck. You know, because they're paying attention to all this life that's going on. Yeah. And when you have a Manhattan state of mind, you have to fucking push back even more. Just like if we went into the country, we might be seeing every fucking bee here and every, you know, we're in the woods, we're here in the fuck, well, what the fuck was that? <laughs> Where the people who live there are like, well, that's just normal shit, you know? Huh. So maybe some of those things is when we just let some of that stuff in. Um, let's go over to uh, Matt. Matt in Colorado, you're in Manifest. Hey guys, how you doing this afternoon? Wanted to... Uh, a comment on the uh, whole concept of uh, heightened awareness. Mm -hmm. You know, you're not really cognizant of all those things going around, like you're saying, in a Manhattan state of mind, until someone like pokes at it, pokes at you new that uh, there's a yellow car there, and then you start seeing yellow cars all over the place. Mm -hmm. There is, um, and it's kind of a good thing for your brain to. It's like you ever see when people pay attention when all the ones are on a digital clock, mm -hmm. and then after that, you're like. It seems like every time I'll look up, the ones are there. Because now you are finally paying attention. Where most of the time, you'll see the numbers, you're not focusing. My friend used to think that he, um, just his presence turned off and on lights that were in the public. In other words, every t if, he, if we were driving 11 o'clock at night, we would drive and a street light would go off. And he thought he was doing that. Or we'd go, uh, we'd, we'd drive, you know, we keep driving and, uh, the gas station, all the lights in the gas station would turn off. And he really believed that something in his body was turning these lights off, kind of like a Desmond type deal. Mm -hmm. I didn't know even how to respond to him. I was just like, I, I don't know what you're talking about. Now that I think about it, maybe he was turning those lights off. Well, he was never around when the lights went out before or on. I just hope my friend gets out of that well. But look huh. how look how we go out of our way to act like no, none of these things could. Be, you know what I mean? Like yeah, we, I, we I go out of our him. way. So 
I mean, we it is important for us to keep our reality as dull as we can. You know what I mean? <laughs> we don't want ghosts. We don't want fucking fortune towers running through our reality. Not on a daily basis. That fucking freaks us out. So right away, Fez's initial thing. And no one could think, not even Fez. But Fez initially wants to act like, well, at least reality is real. You know what I mean? Right. Like, he might not want to feel like he gets it all the time, but he wants to believe there's a real, solid reality all the time. Mm. And, I mean, it's always the way we look at stuff. You can look at Dave and see Dave, or you can see a, a collection of billions and billions and billions of individual atoms. Why is one reality more important than the other? Why is there any fucking reason to act like... I'm not going to... The billions of atoms, that's stupid. Why care about that? <laughs> that's what it is, too, though. It's also that. But if you went through life just seeing trillions of atoms fucking moving around doing stuff, you wouldn't be able to live in this reality. We have to fucking push away one reality to make the other one work. Um, thanks, Matt. Let's go over to Daniel in Oklahoma. You're on my Hey, Ronnie, the, yeah. the word, the term for what you're looking for when you notice one thing over and over again is called synchrosity. And uh, I notice it especially like when I hear a new word for the first time, and then I ask somebody what it means, and they, you know, define it for me. And two or three times later in that same day, I'll hear the word again. Happens all the time or with a new idea where suddenly you're like, um, you know, hey, I've been hearing this term about people, you know, it, it, it's when I started to get a little bit in, uh, interested in the farm to restaurant type food stuff. And the first time I heard it, I'm like, that's interesting. And then you can pick up books and read about it. And they're, they're like, the books are like fucking 30 years old. See a TV show people are paying. And you're like, there's been some reason that you were choosing to keep either that word or thought out of your mind up to that point. Mm -hmm. And then it's everywhere. Or what if you just didn't realize it? Didn't realize that that's what you were doing. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I don't. I mean, by choosing, I mean subconsciously, you, or just by being asleep, just not uh. paying attention. Again, when we bring up things, if you look what Fez has done uh, with his life in particular, and it's we all do the same stuff that Fez does on on some level, but he probably does it more. But the stuff of I'm going to have this food at this time on this night, he's trying to shut down anything but monotony in his brain, you know? Mm. And it's because he doesn't like things that are out. That feels comfortable to him. Mm -hmm. So he's going to try to not think. He doesn't want suddenly something new to show up. And I think we all do that to a certain point. You know, you've had the experience... You go from work to your house, and you're like, wait, what Yeah, what happened over the last fucking hour? No idea. Sometimes that can go on for years in our lives. <laughs> it, that happens so much when you're driving around all the time. The more you drive, you're just like, what? I don't even remember going to 7-Eleven. I wasn't drinking or anything. I, just, I went to 7-Eleven, bought Mega Millions tickets, and came back. Right. When? You're just not totally in those moments. Remember when you were with Casey, you went through a thing where you said you kept seeing dolphins? Yes. I remember that always very well. How did that even come up? 
we went to a diner that had a dolphin outside, mm-hmm. and it was a nice little date. I think right. uh, my memory. I'm pretty sure this is what happened. And uh, after that, and I'm like, yeah, this is our spot. You know, may, I made a joke. Maybe dolphins are a little lucky sign. Right. And then just driving home. There was like fucking dolphins all over the place. Dolphin here, dolphin there. You you walk on and you take a walk on the street and on the TV, you know, in the electronics thing was a dolphin program, a National Geographic program. Dolphins just in the display yeah. on TVs and dolphins all over. All of a sudden, I walked past these stuffed animals and there was like stuffed dolphins. I didn't even know that stuffed and dolphins were even a stuffed animal. Mm-hmm. Usually, it's a bear or something like that. You still see dolphins. Um, no, not as much. I mean, I, I see them, but not as much. Why? See, I, what's that? What do you think that means? Well, I just think that <laughs> what it means is that you, that you take this thing where, all right, your life is going along somewhere. Monotony, right? Yeah. Kind of like we were describing with the Fez thing. It's monotony. Then you find new love and you're like, this is great. You bring up dolphins. So now... That thing is flashing for you all the time. There's yeah. Th- because the dolphins remind you of new love and excitement and all. And then what happens? You want to take all that new love and instead of fucking keeping it as precious and exciting and figure out new ways, you're just like, let's get back to monotony now. You know what I mean? <laughs> let's just take this thing. And then you can blame it on any outside thing that you want to. But... It is up to you to keep it fucking beautiful. Like, if you live in Hawaii, right? Right, okay. You got to keep in your mind Hawaii is beautiful, or else it'll just start to fucking fall into the background for you. And then somebody shows up and they're like, fuck! This is beautiful! And you're like, what? Those waves and that rock? (laughs) They're always here. Right. Why would we not find... You know, why are we so fucking quick to, as soon as we can explain the miracle, we don't give a shit about it anymore. Right. You know, there's no, a, there's no appreciation. The fact that we have breathable air on a daily basis in this planet, we never bring it up to each other. It's fucking remarkable. That breathable air, not just for us, the animals, the, keeps the plants, everything. Yeah, yeah, you'll never run into a com- uh, thing. Can you imagine if we didn't have air? <laughs> Thank God for the air. We ought to put air on the stamp. And I say that, and I'm fucking totally serious about it, because we focus on things that, you know, aren't perfect, right. but we refuse to look at things in the fucking, that we have handed to us every day as being a miracle. Now... Can fucking can you scientifically figure out why the air stays? You know what what is it about this planet? Yeah, you can do that. At the same time, show me another fucking planet with this atmosphere. You know what I mean? Show me one, and all the fucking stars we look out at. As far as we're concerned, this fucking place is perfect for us. You never hear about it from people. Never. Well, they fucking bring it up. Well, the hippies are in tune with that stuff because they're always like save the planet and save the whales. No, but I'm talking about even beyond that, like let's do something. Just keeping it in your conscious mind. And that's only the beginning. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't sit around and think how lucky you are to have a tongue. You don't think to yourself, isn't it fucking 
unbelievable. I have a usable asshole. One that fucking knows when to fucking seal up <laughs> when I'm not using it, you know? You that we the amount of shit that we take for granted. It's unfucking believable. <laughs> but make a list of all the things that you don't like in your life. Make a list of all the things that you don't care about. Somebody sent me this thing last night that was if the, I don't know whether you've ever seen this online, if the world was a hundred people. No, I haven't seen that. If the world was like fucking a hundred people, only like one person would have the internet. That's the fucking limit of people who have private access to the internet. And stuff I brought up to you the other day about what access of the people have to health care of any kind, mm -hmm. you know, that as bummed out as you get with your life, Dave, and I get it a hundred percent. You have every right to in this system to be bummed out and pissed off about things and saying why you'd be the richest fucking guy in most places in the world and right. a majority of the world the way you and your family live right now would be upper class in that fucking society they'd be look, looking at this fucking guy maybe we should like take over you know like i could go over there and build a I, mansion i don't know whether you would get the mansion just what you have now Probably, yeah. would be fucking phenomenal. That it's only one you're, family living in it. You're still moving on that somehow, you know, the fucking mansion is somehow fucking the thing to get. It's always better for us. What's that? There's always something better. Oh, yeah. Always oh. something. Oh, look at him. <laughs> I guarantee you right now that, you know, well, we've seen it before in Dave Letterman. Hmm. Dave Letterman's had the CBS show... He's been on, had a TV talk show now since, what, the fucking 80s? 82. 82, yeah. Every day he's fucking bitching to his wife about Jay Leno. <laughs> Motherfucking Jay Leno's got everything. <laughs> and, of course, Jay Leno looks over. Dave makes more money than me. All right. You know? Look at Conan. He's breathing down my neck. No one's fucking happy. <laughs> well, those guys should be happy. I mean, come on. Matter of fact, when you meet somebody that's happy in their life, you're like, well, they're a little stupid. <laughs> this guy's a little bit of a fucking idiot. I'm serious. You're fucking just thinking to yourself, look at this mongoloid. Happy as shit over his dumb house. His dumb place in life. We don't expect to run into fucking um, people. And if you had to think to yourself that you could look at a majority of the world that would legitimately be jealous of Dave... It would be hard for Dave to say, because right now you see yourself at the bottom of the bottom, and you've explained that to us. Things couldn't get worse. I'm ready to burn down my house and kill myself. Uh, yeah. I mean, right now, yeah. But but uh, you, I'm not, but, but I mean, I'm not like uh, I, I'm not even saying that my your dream was though to be in radio. So I I know I've accomplished something special. Your like, dream was to be married. Your dream was to have yeah, kids. Your dream, those you things. know, and you were still. Marching, but I mean, even in the circumstances, the problem that you have today, today, yeah, most people in other fucking countries would think of as rich man's problems. Mm, I, rich man's problems, I'm not so sure because my problems could will end up in not having a home. So that's not rich man's problems. And will you be without fucking any kind of access to that? Because you're talking about people who live in the fucking dirt. Yeah, no. And I who know. drank out of fucking dirty wells 
and have no place oh, to sure. share. I understand third world countries. I took. A I'm telling you right college. now, and we've all, we've all been in different fucking situations. I'm telling you, you're better off doing it over here. Yeah. Oh, I. If you I agree. look, just the water itself. That if is you true. look at the lottery ticket, that if you look at the size of the world, the amount of people in the world, you're fucking. Born here in the U.S. USA. You already beat the fucking thing. And nothing that you achieved to be that. You know what I mean? <laughs> Just a lucky fucking bit of birth. Then, you're lucky enough to be born with a dick. So you don't have to put up with the woman's stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's lucky. And then that dick is white. Oh, yeah. That's you're, awesome. You're, the only other move is your last name to be Steinbrenner. You fucking got everything but that fucking one part of it. Maybe I'll change my name then. David Steinbrenner is not so bad, is it? Keep it as fucking David McDonald. And just look the same way. <laughs> just go with David Brenner. That's it for us. Um, <laughs> are we pushing the unmasked anymore? Or are we all done there? It's still voting through slots left. You want? I thought I would have heard it on the show today. Then, all right, go over to two hundred two friends Twitter. Two hundred two friends Twitter. Uh, unmasked tomorrow with Bobby Slayton should be a lot of fun. Um, see you guys tomorrow. And that's the end of my show, Donk. I've been told that you've been bold with Harry, Mark, and John. Monday and Tuesday, Wednesday to Thursday with Harry, Mark, and John. Things like that drive me out of my mind. I watched it for a little while. I love to watch things on TV. I 